And if this letter happens to reach you, you gon' turn me down But I can't blame my people for thinking the way that our nemesis told us Throwing us off of the path to rebuild the connection We lost through the slavery slot today I'm knowing you're off for way more Something to go to the crib and stay for I'm done with these hoes Don't need to be shamed by what they did to you It's all in the struggle Ain't a thing that they could do to keep us from being a couple Stole your gold and mine and your diamonds Using guns and muscles Never occurred to them how much I love you And I could never watch you suffer like that Ain't killing you by the millions Yet through the trials you smile And continue to stand resilient For all the world to see You are the girl for me When I get back we gon' relax And drink some herbal tea comfortably Once we clean up the mess Cause living without you got my life in the stress And unrest my angel come to you right now and say, let's separate. You say the same thing that the house Negro said on the plantation. What you mean, separate? From America? This good white man? Where you gonna get a better job than you get here? I mean, this is what you say. I, I ain't left nothing in Africa. That's what you say. Why you left your mind in Africa. <laughs> All right. Uncle Udesineb. Hetep. Peace, life, prosperity, and wellness, family. This is your brother, Unc Benu, coming to you live with our show, Cool Kim Radio. Cool Kim, that's Black Light Radio in the language of Meduna Terre. And for those of you, this is your first time tuning in. I want to say welcome to the show and to the family that's black in the building, always in the building. I want to say welcome back home. It's good to have you with us, definitely, definitely, you know. But to the family, you know, this is your first time tuning in, I want to say, you know, once again, welcome, and if this is your first time tuning in, you may be a little unfamiliar with what this particular show is about. You probably heard the you know, the lyrical content and subject matter, the songs that we open up with, and, you know, you thought to yourself, maybe, you know, this is something deep, right? You know, this is some deep stuff here. What in the world have I walked myself into? You probably heard the words that I open up with, right? Unk Ujisineb, Hitep, right? And you probably thought to yourself, what in the world is that? What language is that? Right? Unk Uja what? Maduna what? <laughs> Just to make sure that we're all on the same page and everyone's caught up to speed. 
right? We said that Kukim meant bright light in the language of Medunitaire and, you know, Uncle Ujasinab's life, prosperity, and health. And, you know, just to make sure that we're all on the same page, you know, Medunitaire is the correct name of the language of the place that many of us know today as ancient Egypt, in which our illustrious black African ancestors, who were the indigenous people of that land, they refer to their land as Tmet or Tameri, and Medunitaire was the language that they spoke. Okay? And, you know, if that's news to you, right? If that's news to you, you didn't know the you know, original name of the place we call Egypt today was Kemet. If you didn't know the correct name of the language was Medunitaire and not hieroglyphics or ancient Egyptian. And if you didn't know that the original and indigenous inhabitants of that land were a black African people. Your ancestors, my ancestors, if you didn't know, right, that you were black or African. <laughs> well, I want to say welcome to the show. You just got a small, quick glimpse of what the Ku Kim is all about, right? Ku Kim is all about resurrecting, restoring, reclaiming, basking in, bathing in, walking in, and shining that illustrious black light of our illustrious black African ancestors. And you're going to hear some words today that you may think don't sound quite right together. They may seem as though they don't go together. They don't fit together. They don't gel together. They don't mesh well. <laughs> you're going to hear words such as black and African and illustrious and my ancestors using the same sentence in the same statement in the same context referring to the same people. Right? And, you know, any initial discomfort that you may feel, you know, it'll all, it'll all be all right after a while. It'll all subside after a while. You know, don't be alone. Don't be alone. We ain't here to do no harm. We're just exercising that woodland chip and that woodland seed from the blood. Yeah, the YZ has infiltrated the blood. <laughs> but we're here to exercise that. Okay? So, you know, just hold on for, for a moment, you know, just as as it begins to feel a little familiar, sound a little familiar to you, okay? Sound more familiar to you as we go forward, okay? And if you can get with that, <laughs> I want to say once again, welcome to the show, all right? Man, we have a, we have a special show today. We have a special show today, a special subject today. You know, the, the subject is special to me. Um, you know, and that is, you know, you know, the, the title, of course, is I Will Never Betray My Heart. And let's say it's, it's halfway inspired by, you know, one of the, one of the songs off of, um, you know, the new D'Angelo, uh, Black Messiah, right? One of the songs off of there, you know, by the title, you know, I Will Never Betray My Heart, um, you know, and, you know, just listening to that song and, you know, it sounded too familiar, right? Too familiar. Um, and, you know, of course, in hearing that, it reminded me of the, you know, the great teachings, right? And instructions of our illustrious, you know, ancestor, our illustrious Reki Iket, our illustrious Noah of things, right? Um, Pitahotep. In his teachings, when he, you know, advises us to follow our hearts for as long as we live and to not put off, right, 
following the heart. And to do so would be would be boot to the car, right? And we're going to talk about that, you know, boot meaning, you know, an abomination or taboo, an abhorrence, right? Okay, um, I want to talk about that. But um, that's what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about the importance of you know, following the heart, the importance of following our bliss, right? The importance of allowing our bliss to lead us to our purpose, right? Too, you know, too often, too many of us, you know, we, um, you know, we make the mistake of allowing fear, okay? Or, you know, yeah, we can, we can start there, fear, to dictate our agenda, right, to dictate our movements in life, right, to dictate the type of thoughts, words, and deeds that emanate from us, okay, and that motivate us and move us in one direction or the other. You know, too many times in life we allow fear to to do that. And, you know, it's, um, you know, it's a interesting thing because, you know, we have, you know, many of us, we have things that we want to do. We have visions, you know, starting out in life, you know, visions that we have for ourselves, for our lives, you know, um, dreams, if you will. And, you know, slowly, right, or gradually as life begins to, uh, you know, quote, unquote, take its toll, right, so-called reality begins to set in. And wake us up from the dream. <laughs> At least this is what we think, right? So-called reality, right, sets in and begins to wake us up from the dream. But, you know, and, and how you say, this, this reality, you know, may sound like I got bills to pay. So, I better get this job or I better not quit this job and follow my aspirations. Right? I better not quit this job and follow my bliss. Right? I got bills to pay. I got miles to feed. So I better not uh, take away from any time that I'm putting over here, punching in and punching out of this clock. Right? That I do not own. Okay? To go and invest time, attention, and energy into my own clock. Right? Into my own life. Into myself and into my dreams. Right? Too many times. That is the voice of so-called reality, right? That's the voice of so-called reality because other than our vision, right, other than our bliss, you know, the sense of it, so to speak, you know, that the actuality of it may seem sometimes beyond our grasp or, quote-unquote, unrealistic, right, intangible. You know, it, it may seem as though, okay, as though it's the unknown, right? It's unknown, it's foreign. And, you know, there's always a little uncertainty when you are walking forward into the unknown. So what many of us do as a result of this, okay, what many of us do as a result of this is we end up, Selling ourselves out, right? We end up, you know, betraying our hearts, casting our dreams aside, right? Or a dream, you know, we defer our dreams 
so to speak. Okay? And, you know, before you know it, you know, it may even start off as, okay, now it's not the right time. I'll wait. You know, then we wait, and then time passes, and more time passes, and more time passes, and before you know it, the dream is completely gone. Right? It's dead. We've let it pass away. We've become so settled and, you know, into the routine of the Wazi's clock or whatever clock, you know, that we may currently be rotating on, okay, punching in and out of that clock by the, from the time that we punch in to the time that we punch out, right, you know, that clock, their clock, Right? Someone else's clock, not our clock, dictates our agenda, dictates our thoughts, words, and deeds during that time period. And even when we, you know, we punch out the things that we do, right? The plans that we make, okay? What time we eat, what time we sleep, all of that is dictated by this person's clock, okay? Someone else's clock that is not our own, right? Building someone else's dream, right? Building someone else's dream, feeding or making sacrifices to the shrine of someone else's heart, someone else's bliss. Okay? So, time out for that, man. <laughs> right? Enough of that. Okay? Um, you know, we have to learn the importance of. Following our hearts We have to understand the nature of the heart Right You know our ancestors They laid down a science As it pertained to the heart And various spiritual organs You know the heart is not just a A physical organ or muscle It's a spiritual organ It's a spiritual muscle Okay It's a force of nature It's in the tear Right It's in the tear And you know it is, it is it is being uh, studied and shown and proved today that the heart has more influence over us than our brain, so to speak. The heart actually influences the brain, okay? And, you know, the heart, in a sense, has a brain of its own, neurons and whatnot, okay? It's a, it's a pretty fascinating subject, but, you know... It, it's, how you say, work has been done that shows that the heart emanates a, an electromagnetic field, right, that, that you know, extends beyond, uh, you know, the field generated by the brain, okay? It, it, it extends or emanates beyond, right, us and actually interacts with the electromagnetic field. That is emanating or being generated by the heart beat of another. So you can you can literally have a heart to heart, so to speak, right? But you know, just think about this: if the if the heart, you know, emanates this electromagnetic field, right? It's it's beating, it's it's sending off waves, vibrations, right? And in instances, you know, this vibration. Right? This electromagnetic field can actually communicate with and influence the, the heart or the electromagnetic field emanating from the heart of another. Right? And in that influence, what chain of events 
Are we setting in motion? Do we have the capacity to set in motion in that moment? Right? So, you know, this is a science that our ancestors laid down. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. Right? But before we get into it, before we go any further, man, you know, like I said, it's a special subject. But we have to make sure that we start things off in the right order. We want to make sure that we keep things in line with the divine, the tupi sap, right? And, um, you know, we do so by, you know, starting things off by saluting rank and paying homage. So I want to say, that is, salutation of power, father, mother, neter. That is, salutation of power to the divine forces of nature, the neteru. I want to say, Neturitin, Jerti you ek, Shepsu, Emi you hot, Emi you ba, Yaku. That is, salutation of power too. The ancestors, the legendary ones, the ancient ones, those of your, those from before, Tepuo, those at the head, at the front, at the beginning. Right? The holy ones, the venerable ones, the honorable ones, right? The enlightened ones. Salute the ancestors. I want to say, Enetiritin, Jertiu Ek, Tepuo Ek, that is, salutation of power to your ancestors, those of you that are listening. I salute your ancestors. And I want to say Enetiritin, that is, salutation of power to you all as manifestations, expressions, emanations, literally the walking incarnations and embodiments of Niter yourselves. What we just went through was our divine ancestral lineage. Because for us, as an African people, with an African worldview, practicing an African way of life, for us, we trace our lineage all the way back to Niter. Right? We trace our lineage all the way back to the divine, to the creator. In fact, we trace our lineage back to the source of the creator. Okay? We trace our lineage through our blood relatives all the way back to the original man and the original woman. And through the original man and the original woman back to the Neteru, the forces of nature, and through the Neteru, back to Neter, back to Ra, back to Amun, back to Ptah, and back through to Nu, to the source, to the origin, to the all, to the infinite, to the chaos. Right? That's how far back we trace our lineage. That is to say that for us, Neter is our first ancestor. However, not only is that our divine ancestral lineage, but for us as an African people, with an African worldview, practicing an African way of life, for us, there is only one being in existence, period, and that being is Neter. And all other beings are simply manifestations, expressions, incarnations, variances on, right? Aspects of, angles from or to that one being. Okay? 
So not only is that our divine ancestral lineage, but it is also the divine evolutionary and creative process through which we, as that one being, brought ourselves into existence as. Niter. Brought ourselves into existence. Further exploring ourselves, right? Exploring ourselves. Learning about ourselves. Creating ourselves. Defining ourselves as the interrupt. Right? Further exploring, defining, evolving, right? Learning, growing, coming forth as the heavens, the earth, right? Animals, what have you. Right? Further evolving, right? Evolving, exploring, learning, refining ourselves, coming forth as the original man and the original woman. Further evolving, refining, exploring, and learning and perfecting ourselves. Chasing perfection within ourselves, right? Chasing the limits of ourselves, coming forth as, right? Reproducing ourselves through the line, through the years, till it ultimately culminates, ultimately culminates in our coming into being, in our very existence, right here, right now, in this present moment. That family is the Kukim. That is the black light. Right? Those twin aspects of the same self-knowledge, the knowledge of our divine ancestral lineage and the knowledge of our intrinsic sameness, right? Our intrinsic oneness with Neter, as Neter. Right? Those twin aspects of the same self-knowledge is the black light, the cool kim that is going to shine a light into our mind that is going to allow us to shine a light further into our predicament, into our condition so that we can see our way up out of the mess that we currently find ourselves in as a people worldwide. That's the cool kim family. And, you know, you can get with that. <laughs> Once again, welcome to the show. Okay. Um, we're about 30 minutes in, about every 30 minutes or so. We like to open up the lines, um, you know, get comment, question, you know, give the family a chance to, to build, to add on, right? And, um, you know, if you'd like to call in, definitely feel free to do so. Definitely, definitely. And uh, if you, you know, if you don't, want to call in, but you do have something that you like to say, something that you like to share or add, feel free to leave that comment or question in the Talk Show Live chat room, and we'll get to it ASAP, family, right? But those of you that are just tuning in, this is your brother, Unkbenu. You're listening to Cool Kim Radio, okay? Listening to Cool Kim Radio, and we're dealing with the subject, I will never betray my heart, all right? Going to open up the lines, start things off, Hatep, Israel, what's going on, brother Hatepu? Hatepu. Hatep. All right, got you. Two, two, what's the good word, brother? Oh, man, I'm doing good, feeling that good energy you're putting out there today, brother. Oh, man, Dwight Nater. Dwight Nater. Uh, Hotep to your, uh, the Queen Mother and the rest of the family that's listening. And uh, I'm just excited to kind of uh, feel the rest of the vibrations that you're going to bring to us today, man. 
All right. That's a good word, brother. And definitely, definitely appreciate the, the, the blessings to the fam, and please reciprocate it to your fam. Will do. Will do. All right, brother. I'll be back. All right. Hit up. Hit up. All right. Hetepu, Arizona, you're on the air. Hetepu. All right. Is that is that what? Yeah, that's what. What's what's and going and on? Uncle Jasenab, that's right. Uncle Jasenab. Till till till. What's the good words? That's correct, then. Everything excellent. good over there? To you, everything is excellent. Do I? Thank you. That's so cool. That's so cool over here. Yeah, I'm just here. I'm listening. Um, um, when you when you posted this, I um, I was like, wow, this is this is probably something that I need to uh be soaking in today. So um, I'm working. I'm listening, and um, I'm ready for it. All right, I see. That's the good word. I'll be back. Yeah. Heads up. All right. Hetepu, South Carolina, you're on the air. Hetepu, South Carolina. All right, Equanif, what's going on, brother? How you living? (laughs) Never cool, never cool, Nedjum. All right. Yeah, I'm uh me and the girls over here just uh my princesses we we checking out the show so um trying to get them to absorb some of this good good knowledge you got going on. Uh but um same as brother Israel and the other uh Anisu family and also the African family that is on the line. You know, be those you know, those family many blessings and, you know, good good love vibrations and same to you, brother. All right. I, hey, brother, definitely, definitely want to reciprocate it to you. You know what I mean? Good to have you in the building, bro. To you. All right. You. I'll be back. To you. Head to pool. Hotel. All right. Head tap. New York, New York, you're on the air. Head to pool. All right. Sim Sally Bet. You. That's correct. All right, two two. What's the what's the good word? How is everything? Everything is good. Um I'm really looking forward to um the information today, the the subject. I love it. And uh looking forward to getting those tools to um you know, help me manage uh, never betraying my heart, you know. Mm-hmm. Two, 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 two. That's the good word. All yeah. right. So, so we good to go. Good to go. All right. I'll be back. It's up. It's up. Okay. Hetepoo, East Louisiana. You're on the air. Okay, just listening. Hetepoo, South New Jersey, you on the air. Hetepoo. Okay. 
Just listening, maybe. All right, all right. Those of you that are just tuning in, this is your brother, Uncle Nu. You're listening to Cool Kim Radio. You know, we're about to deal with this subject. I will never betray my heart. Okay, so, you know, this is, um, it was an interesting, it was an interesting, um, you know, interesting subject, you know, the way that it came about, you know, of course, you know, everybody was raving over the, the new D'Angelo, uh, you know, album, right? Um, you know, a lot of people, you know, you know, were raving over it, you know, you either absolutely loved it or you, or you completely hated it, <laughs> right? You know, I, I don't get, I don't get how somebody can hate the joint, but you know, that's just me. Anyway, um, there's, you know, there's a song on there, you know, called, you know, I will never betray my heart. And, um, you know, when you listen to the lyrics, okay, you listen to the lyrics, or, you know, you know, read the lyrics, whatever the case may be, you know, you, you find that this is, uh, and, you know, he actually, he actually says it in the, in the song. When he's referring to his heart, he's referring to himself. He's referring to his soul, so to speak, right? And he's, he's making an oath, right? He's making an oath, uh, giving his word to his heart, to his soul, okay, that he will never betray it, right? That his heart can depend on him, right? He won't sell, it, sell out his heart, right? It's, it's, a, um, it's a very beautiful song, right? You know, I, I think, you know, I found the song very beautiful. And, you know, it, it quickly uh, recalled you know, to mind the, you know, the uh, maxims or instructions of Petahotep, you know, um, you know, the oldest book in the world, as they say, right? The book of Petahotep, right? The great sage, where he instructs us, right, to always follow our heart, right? So I'm going to, I'm going to read that particular, um, you know, that particular passage from, you know, from the book of Petahotep. He says, follow your heart as long as you live. Do not make a loss on what is said. Do not subtract time from following the heart. Harming its time is an offense to the ka. Do not deflect the moment of every day beyond establishing your heart. As things happen, follow your heart. There is no profit in things if it is stifled. Okay? Um, that's, you know, that's, that's a very, you know, it's a very deep and profound text, you know, and it, it, you know, for it to be considered the oldest book in the world, right? Um, you know, it just lets you know the level and the depth of, you know, thought and, and feeling that our, our ancestors were, you know, were, you know, vibrating on, right? Thinking on. Okay, they, you know, they, they were, they were deep, right? They were deep, and they were deep thinkers. They were deep fillers. They had a, they had a, you know, a passion, right? This is the thing, especially when we're talking about ancient Kemet, right? They had an insatiable passion for life, right? An insatiable passion for life, right? The Kemetic spiritual tradition, like, um you know, any other traditional African spiritual system is not, um, you know, it is not one of 
seclusion where you go you go off and live in a cave somewhere or it is not one for a recluse. It is not one where uh you know you are trying to escape. It's not a tradition of escapism where you're trying to attain enlightenment so that you can, you know, cease the your cycles of reincarnation, right? So that you can liberate yourself from cycles of death and rebirth, right? To escape suffering, so to speak, to dissolve your your being, your person back into the chaos, the nothingness. It is not that kind of tradition. Okay? It is not a tradition where, you know, um you look at the physical world as simply an illusion, right? The matrix, so to speak. And because it's an illusion or the matrix, you want to be detached from it or you don't want to get caught up in it. You don't want to have any stake in it, right? It's not that kind of tradition. You know, and I say if you're looking for that, right, you're looking for something that is non-African. You're looking for something that is non-comedic. You might as well keep looking. <laughs> Right? Because this ain't it. Our ancestors had an insatiable passion, right? An insatiable passion for life, right? They had an insatiable passion for life. And, you know, they did, they, you know, one of the things that they wanted to avoid at all costs was to just be dissolved back into new, right? The chaos, right? The, 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 the nothingness, so to speak. Right? They wanted to avoid that at all costs. Right? They wanted to avoid being liberated from the cycles of death and rebirth. Right? They, you know, the the um the ability to wham unk, right? To repeat life was something that they aspired towards. Okay? Something that they aspired towards. Okay? Um, and, you know, that aspiration reflects a much deeper understanding of life, a much deeper understanding of the science of how life works and how creation works, okay? That, that you know, that, that aspiration reflects a depth of understanding, okay? Um, you know, they didn't want to escape the cycles of, you know, death and rebirth. They didn't want to escape. They wanted to, they wanted to, um, you know, if anything, they wanted to, you know, realize and actualize their divine potential to have enough command over their being to the point where they can, you know, they can choose when to come in and out of incarnation, okay, to come in and out of the spirit realm, okay, but they understood that life is life irregardless of you know, um, you know, regardless of what side of the the now you may find yourself on, so to speak, right? Whether it's the east side or the west side, or you know, the quote unquote physical realm, right? This earthly plane, or the spiritual realm called duat or yamintet, right? And regardless of whether it's the east side or the west side, right? Our ancestors believe in the continuity of life. And they understood that who it was that you say that you were, right? What type of life that you lived, okay? The, the, the direction in which your interpretation of yourself and the information that was utilized to motivate you, okay, to move you, 
Okay? That ultimately, you know, went on to determine what type of life you had. Whether you whether your experience was paradise or hell, right? Paradise or torment, it was all up to you. And there is no escaping from yourself. Right? This is what our ancestors understood. There is no escape for you. Right? You cannot run from yourself. Okay? And, you know, in in the idea, right? The idea that, you know, this world is a world of suffering. Right? It it's 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 a testament to, you know, the information that you're utilizing, right? That you're that you're allowing to impregnate your mind, right? That goes on to determine the way in which you interpret your life, interpret your environment. That has a shaping effect on your mind, right? Which goes on to further shape the way in which you respond to life, right? The things that you create in your life. Our ancestors understood that. Right? They understood the importance of who? Siya, right? Siya, who? Heka, right? To Huti, okay? Kerp, right? These are the forces that, um, you know, that sail with, with Ra in his boat as he goes through the cycles, right? Rising and setting, coming and going. Right? From the duat into the world and back. Okay? Sia, perception. Who? Right? The word, uh, the authoritative utterance. Right? Your vibration. Okay? And kerp. Right? The, the oarsmen. Mastery. Command. Okay? Of those faculties. Command of your sia, your mind. Command of your who? Your authoritative utterance, your vibration, right? The word. Command over that. Mastery over that. Mastery over your tikka, how you use those things to create, right? Will ultimately go on to determine which direction rise both cells. In other words, which direction your life goes, what your life looks like, what you create in your life. Right? Whether you use good juju on and for yourself or whether you curse yourself is all in your hands. There's no escaping yourself. Okay? That's what our ancestors understood. So when they say, when Ptahotep says to follow your heart, you know, for as long as you live, right? That's what that, that's what that understanding is being born from. Okay? Now, the heart, right? Let's talk about the heart real quick. The heart is, you know, one of several, you know, spiritual bodies or spiritual organs, if you will. But these, you know, these are, these are spiritual forces, spiritual bodies, spiritual organs that, that come together in, you know, in a person's incarnation that makes them, you know, that completes their being, makes them an individual, okay? And, you know, 
these forces, you know, after a person makes their transition into the spirit realm, you know, each one of these bodies has the ability, you know, let's say the, the eight higher bodies have the ability to go on and, you know, live um, separate, independent existence, you know, lives, so to speak. Okay, so, you know, we're talking about the Ib, but there is also the Ka, right? The Ib is the heart. The Ka, okay, is is the, the personality, so to speak. Right? It's the personality, it's the it's the it's your your genii, so to speak. Okay? Um uh, it's the it's the part of of you that makes you you. That makes you unique, right? That gives you your own personal spin, your own personal flavor, right? That's that's the ka. Okay? But there's also the ba. Right? The ba, the you know, and the way that we explain or break down the ba. Based upon what our ancestors laid down, is the ba is is like your own personal, encapsulated, um, you know, portion of the intelligence and power of Neter, right? Your own personal portion, okay, and of of Neter, right? It is your your it is the Neter within, so to speak, right? Your true self, and you know this this ba. Incarnates Right Into the world First and foremost Through Your father Right According to the tradition Through the crown Of your father's head And then it's transmitted Via the seed Of your father Okay Goes on to Play a role In In shaping Right Of course Fertilizing The egg Of your mother Right Goes on to Play a role In shaping your car And your cat In your mother's womb Right? The work of Kunum, who is depicted as a Ba or a Ram. Okay? And, you know, as this goes forward, it, it takes up residence in your in your mind. Right? And this is this is the the self or the Neter within incarnate as the inner ancestral spirit that communicates to us through and as our conscience. Okay? It's like our personal oracle in our head, right? Calling on us, pulling on us to evolve, right? To grow. That's the bar, right? But um, you know, there's there's several more. So kahu, right? Um, the the shiwitu or the kaibit, okay? There is the there is the um the rin, okay? Um, you know, there's 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 at least nine. Like at least nine, and this is just you know referring to the the spiritual bodies that we're talking about here. But um, you know, and of course the cat, the the physical body that we're all familiar with to a great degree, a certain degree. But um, you know, these bodies are forces, like the neteru. You know, we can actually consider them to be neteru, right? They're they're divine forces, right? So. Our heart, right? Our heart is a neter. Okay, our heart is a neter, and you know, there's there is a there is a you know a proverb that's floating around that's purported to be comedic, right? Um, it's alleged to be comedic. Not sure, right? Got to do the due diligence on it. You know, I haven't been able to find it yet, but um, it says that you know a man's heart 
is his own to tear. Right? That's that's the proverb. A man's heart is his own to tear. Okay? When we read um certain texts, like the you know, the you know, chapter thirty, for instance, chapter thirty, um, in the Pert M Hiru, and it talks about um, you know, the it's a chapter in which um the Osir, Ani, right, is Praying or appealing to his ib, to his heart. And, you know, he's asking, pleading with his heart not to, um, not to lead him astray, not to forsake him or abandon him, right, in judgment, not to um, cause him to do things that would ruin his reputation or make his name to stink, right, make his name stink. Okay, he's pleading with his heart, but you know he also starts off by calling his heart. You know, he starts off the whole thing. Ib e mut e, right? Ib e in amaut e. Okay, my heart, my mother. Okay, my heart, my mother. He goes on to say, goes on to say, my heart as I come into being. Okay, or mother of my coming into being, mother of my Formation, right? In reference to the heart. Okay, in reference to the heart, right? And and you know this this has a striking resemblance to the the you know the book of Noah, the evolutions of Ryan, which it says that he worked a he worked a heka on his heart and brought himself into being. Okay. Our heart, right, has a lot to say about who it is that we are in life, what it is that we want in life, where it is that we go in life, okay? That's what our ancestors understood. It's an actual force of nature that compels us in one direction or the other, right? In other African traditions, you know, we see similar, um, you know, similar teachings. You know, for instance, you have the Ori, okay, a person's Ori, right, which is, which, you know, in a sense literally means head. But a person's Ori is said to be their own personal um, Orisha, okay, their own personal Orisha. And one can have a good Ori or bad Ori. Okay, a good ori will, of course, lead them to goodness, right? Lead them to iwe, right? Iwe pele, right? It will lead them to good character and a good life, okay? And, of course, the, the, a bad ori, the opposite, okay? This is the same understanding that's being reflected in the ib, in the comedic tradition. It's an actual force that has the capacity to motivate or compel us. To think a certain way, to do certain things. All right, it has it has motivations in it. It has desires in it. Okay, so to follow the heart, right? This is important in following the heart, especially in um, you know in righteousness in my art, right? One is advised to always. Follow the heart. 
right? We got to talk about what that means, you know, as far as and what does it mean um, to follow the heart, okay, in righteousness. And where did our ancestors lay that down? Okay, where did our ancestors lay that down? We want to talk talk about that, right? That, um, you know, that particular, you know, teaching is demonstrated nowhere more beautifully than in the, you know, in the, um, the 42 oaths of purity, right, which are, you know, called by many the, the 42 declarations of innocence or the 42 uh, so-called negative confessions of Ma'at, okay? Um, in actuality, these are 42 oaths of purity, okay? 42 oaths of purity, and, you know, um, these oaths are taken... Right? As one's heart is being weighed in the Wasiket in Ma'ati. Okay? Or the Hall of Two Truths. Okay? Um, and this, that, that whole scene is a whole deep thing. But this is the judgment hall, so to speak. And, you know, um, in the hall, you have Anpu, you have Tehuti, you have person Shai. Okay? Their destiny. Okay? Um, standing with them as, you know, as either a, you know, a defendant or prosecutor, so to speak, right? But the heart is being weighed against ma'at, right, which is the standard. And, you know, as these, per- as these individuals make statements, you know, declaring that they have not committed certain offenses or what's called boot, okay, taboo, okay, um, you know, it's you know, it's trying to be um determined whether or not it is being determined whether or not, you know, this person's words are true or they are ma'akaru, right? Marakaru and and their heart, what they what they say and what they did, you know, is truth and it matches ma'at. Okay, it matches righteousness. Um but if their heart is found to be light or found to be heavy, pardon me. And their you know, their heart is their words are found to be lies. Okay? Then their heart is fed to an animal uh uh you know a a force called the omomyet. Okay, omomyet. Right? Which is, you know, called the devourer of hearts, so to speak. It's the devourer. And you know, that's said to represent um, the heavy heart, which is filled with guilt or repression, okay? The amumiet, the devourer, right? The devourer of hearts. And, and um, you know, it's fascinating because one of the oaths, one of the 42 oaths is actually non-um ip'i. Non-um ip'i. I have not... Or I will not, or I I do not devour or eat my heart. Okay, I will not eat my heart, or I have not eaten my heart. Right, it's one of the oaths that the individual takes. Okay, so it's deep, right? This is how important following one's heart. You know, the idea of eating the heart. Once again. Devouring the heart represents a heart that is suppressed, a heart that is, 
filled with um, suppressed or repressed, right, desires and motivation, guilt, you know, regret, regret because you did something wrong, regret because you failed to do something that you wanted to do, okay? Either way it go, that was, that was uh, represented as, you know, um, the idea of devouring the heart. That's how our ancestors referred to devouring the heart, eating the heart, okay? And it was a great offense, so great that it's included amongst the 42 oaths of purity, right? But if, right, if a person has found to have lived ma'at and to have followed their heart in righteousness, in ma'at, there they were allowed to enter into the shrine or the holies of holies of the Neter to where they can behold the Neter or the divine in its true form. Real heavy stuff, right, symbolic stuff. Has a lot to do with... You know, divine um, realization, okay? Has a lot to do with the initiation process of the ancestors also. But um, just wanted to, to demonstrate that, right? The, the importance, right? The, the immense importance that our ancestors placed on following the heart, not eating the heart. Okay? The heart is in a tear. Right? And, you know, to feed the heart, right? You feed the heart or make offerings to the heart, sacrifices to your heart in the same way that you make sacrifices to your ancestors, offerings to your ancestors, offerings to another Neter, right? Any Neter. Right? It may not necessarily look the same way, even though it can, right? You can't actually set up a shrine to your imp. Right, make offerings to your it because it is an actual force. But you know, as we talked about last week in the science of sacrifice, okay, the science of sacrifice, we have to be willing to make sacrifices to our ideals, to our own ideals. We have to be willing to make sacrifices to our own aspirations, to make offerings to it, right? To heed it, to listen to it, to feed it attention and energy and time. That's what Petahotep is talking about. When he says, don't put off the time of following the heart. To, to, to put off its time is boot, taboo, to the car, right? To your person, to your, to your spirit. It's taboo. It's an abomination. It's hatred. It's an act of hatred. Self-hatred is what is being said here. When, uh, when we... When we fail to follow our hearts and we forsake it on something that isn't in our hearts to do. Right? It's an act of self-hatred. Okay? We're going to open up the lines real quick. We're, going to, we're still digging into this thing. <laughs> right? For those of you that are just tuning in, this is your brother, Uncle New. You're listening to Cool Kim Radio, dealing with the subject, I will never betray my heart. And, um, you know, we're, we're definitely, definitely going to be, um, you know, exploring this subject, delving into it, you know, more in depth in a moment. We want to open up the lines real quick. You know, if you have something that you'd like to say or add, you'd like to add on, right, comment or question, by all means, 
feel free to call in. We'll we love to hear from you. And if by chance you do have something that you'd like to say or add, you know, comment or question, but you don't necessarily want to call in, feel free to leave that comment or question in the Talk Show Live chat room. We'll get to it. ASAP family. Okay? Going to open up the lines. Hatapu, Israel. Hey, hold up, brother. All right, you too. What's a good word? Uh, uh, I just have a comment. I'm just trying to make sure that I kind of understand uh, the lesson that you're bringing forth today. Sometimes I can kind of get caught up in some abstract kind of thinking, so I just want to uh, ask a couple questions and uh, see if you can offer some clarification. Absolutely. Um, you you had mentioned that the heart, uh, in some ways, uh, or is synonymous with the forces of Neteri. Does that mean that uh, at any point in time the heart can recreate or manifest itself to a new place? Am I understanding mm. that right? Okay, I say that's that's an excellent that's an excellent um, question. Yeah, I, I, I definitely understand that, right? I understand that question, right? Um as it pertains to the heart as a you know, as a force, right? It is a force that, that has the it has the ability to um you know, to remain with someone and have a have an existence in the spiritual realm. Right? Um it does it and it has the it plays a, a you know, it definitely plays a role in how, you know, an individual will um repeat life or, you know, incarnate what it is that they will create in this life or in the in the spirit realm, you know. Um but as far as as far as the, the actual body that um that reincarnates, so to speak, that would be the ba. Okay. Um, the bias is the is the force, right? That actually reincarnates. But the heart is, you know, is a force um, of nature in you know, in much of the same way as you know, as mentioned the bias and um, you know, the other bodies that we mentioned. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It did. It did. Uh, just trying to think if I had another question. Uh, no, I think that's it for now. I'll, I'm still listening. So. Uh, Good information, man, and I uh, thank you for actually, uh, again, reconnecting us to the the resources, uh, as in Patahotep, you know, that kind of helps to generate and facilitate this discussion. Um, I think it kind of reminds us that we also have to go back and do a little research and read a little bit of, you know, of the information on our own, so that's something I plan on doing. Dude, absolutely, brother, no problem. I appreciate you. All right, bro. All right, Hetep. Hetep. Okay. That's a pool. Shims to watch you on the air. That's a pool. That's a pool. All right. To you. What's a good word? I, okay. Um. All right. I, I, I just wanted to point out the whole, um, you know, that, that, that thing that, you know, you see on the TV or, 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 you know, a lot of people, you hear people using the phrase, the whole eat your heart out. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like that's kind of like a, you know, is that like is that like a some kind of mental program that they're trying to do to us? You know, um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But um, I, I just when you when you said that, I thought about that, and I was like, wow. You know, you you just see all these these different sayings with this in it, and and you know, it's it's not um 
Not, not what's up. Yeah, it's not what's <laughs> up. Yeah, it's not what's up. But, um, you know, as, as far as your shy e, um, the, the destiny readings and things like that, my question was, um, how important was the Ren, the, the name, you know, to the ancestors? Like, as, you know, when we were, when we come into the world, you know, when we come in, how was how was the name process done? Because you know, like you said, like the way into the heart and, and things like that. So is it is it something? Do do they do the shai? You know, or um, to to produce the name, or do they just know? You know, like how important was the rent to to uh, the ancestors? Okay, new very good question. Well, you know, let's let's do the first the first question, right? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure whether you know whether or not you know there is a conscious, um, you know, a conscious, um, you know, plan to you know imp- to program folk with the with saying you know eat your heart out. It is funny though that you know they they, they do they do you know weird things. You know, like for instance, you know, I think um, Sim Salibet she had mentioned it one time how okay in in African languages bon or beyond right means bad. Okay, but you know when you look at um, you know bon in think it was French, it meant good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. you know they they you know they do certain things like that. So the idea of eating your heart out, okay, um, even though you know they may not constantly mean it that way, you know to eat your heart out that you know that is something that is not you know is not what's up as far as our ancestral. Um, tradition and perspective goals, you know, and you know even even when they, uh, you know, even when we're talking about if we're using that statement in regards to food, yeah, you you advised to um, to eat and drink, right? Um, you know, to your heart's delight, okay. Yeah. Um, but you know, you're not advised to to be a glutton. Right, and that's actually considered boot. Right, so that's um, you know that's something. That's something that is, uh, you know, needs to be known. But, you know, in regards to your second question, um, yeah, the rin, the rin is very important, right? It was, it was extremely important, um, you know, and there was a, you know, process um, through which a rin was given. You know, it's, it's, you know, let's say it's symbolized. You know, all of the things that went into, you know, went into it. It's all symbolized in the. Um, you know, in the tradition, you know, at the at the child's birth, you had, um, you know, who, you know, a lot of scholars refer to as midwives, like the divine midwives, right? Meshkinet, um, Reninutet, okay? Um, you know, you might have the, um, you know, Heteru Sefek, okay? Um, or the, you know, the seven Heteru, which is, you know, which is very, you know, that's that's some deep stuff right there. Um, but you know these forces, you know, would you know, and there were there were other forces, but they would play a role in you know announcing the child, um, you know, announcing the child's destiny. It's Shai, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, in some instances, give the name or let the parent know the name of the child. Okay, this is you know that's um, you know, and we can say okay, the seven the seven header rule. Um, you know, definitely has an astrological correspondence, 
All right, we'll just leave that at that. You know, we can say, you know, whether it's the um, seven original planets being taken into consideration, you know, in regards to the, you know, the destiny of a, of a person, or, um, you know, and I say there, there's, a, there's an actual constellation that um, the seven-headed rule were, were um, connected to. You know, it's slipping my mind at the moment, but, you know, it, it once again it also played a role in you know determining the person's you know shy and whatnot, right? But um, there's there's also um, you know meskinet, which literally means um, you know like place of birth, okay? Or you know like the 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 place or the the spot of birth, right? Meskin um, or meskinet, you know some people say it's like the personification of um, of the birthing brick or birthing stool. Okay, uh, you know that that you know woman will squat down on you know when giving birth, and you know that's um, you know could be on one hand definitely literally talking about the birthing brick, but it could also be talking about the actual the actual place of birth, right? And then we when we look at that the place of birth, right? Meskinet, and then we look at um, the you know the seven het heru and the role that they have in announcing one shai right one's destiny, okay. Then we tie that into renenutet, okay. Renenutet, which um, you know that name can be uh, broken down in you know in you know a few ways. We can say it means nourishing snake, right? A nourishing snake. So in that way, she's considered a nurse, right? You know, divine nurse, but. It can also mean to, right, the Ren in Utet, or, you know, to beget the name or to birth the name, right, which would be a symbol of the actualization of one's potential, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's why Ren in Utet is also the, the interit of the harvest, right, when the, actual, when the seed's potential is actualized, right? One's Ren or name, um, you know, in the way that we give names, it houses not only um, the destiny, right, you know, the, the lessons that they're here to learn, what they're, you know, the qualities that they're here to, to personify and to live out, but also um, their potential, right? It, it, it's supposed to help to motivate them because the Rin is also one of those spiritual bodies. The Rin, and when a person calls your Rin, it's supposed to invoke or evoke, right, um, the the potential of the ring, the power of the ring, the meaning of the ring, um, in a person. So you know that's um, that's the reason why we don't give names arbitrarily. We go through these this this actual process, right? This divination process, um, you know, receiving insight from the ancestors, from the Netru. This is something that we do. When we're, you know, when we're giving a name, instead of just giving a name because we like how it sounds, right? We like the sound yeah. of it, or whatever the yeah. case may be. So, you know, it was, it was a very important thing. You know, the wrong name could reach, lead you to um, the wrong direction in life. The right name could, re- could lead you to, uh, you know, you know uh, actualizing your divine potential and, and achieving your destiny. Okay, a good life, right? Yeah. And, um, you know... It's so important, the name, um, it's so important that, you know, to destroy the name was, was associated with the actual destruction of an individual. Like, if your name ceased to exist, you cease to exist in our ancestral worldview. And if your name 
um, stank, so to speak. Like if you had a stank name, right? That means that your, you know, your destiny is is in great jeopardy because you, you, for one reason or another, your reputation has been ruined, right? Yeah. You've done something that has caused that has caused your name to stink, that has ruined your reputation. So, you know, um, that whole idea of you know a good name is better than gold. Okay, you know, we're talking about we're talking about gold. We're talking about currency. Right in currency, we're talking about movement, and you know if you if you don't have currency, you know your lack of currency or the amount of currency that you have will, you know, it plays a great deal of you know in determining the scope of your movement, the scope of your motion and your influence, right? So, so you know, with that, um, if your name stinks, and we're talking about the name is is. You know, a good name is said to be better than gold. How you say a bad name or a stink name is the pretty much the equivalent of being broke, right? Yeah. And and no matter how much money you got, if if you if you got a stink name, folk don't like you. They don't trust you for one reason or another. You know, they'll you know it's gonna you're gonna find difficulty of you know people granting you access to them to their lives and opportunities. So the name is very important. <laughs> right the, the process of giving the name and also protecting the name spiritually and you know protecting the name through our through our good deeds right it's very important yeah yeah all right no doubt excellent question heads up okay heads up simsali bet you on the air Head to pool. Okay. Like I said, I, I don't know if you got your phone on mute. I feel like, I feel like I'm trying to hear something, though. Okay. Oh, there we go. All right, let's get down here. East Louisiana, you're on the air. That's a fool. Okay. That's Sim Salibet. Hey, up. what's going on? Uh, all is well. To you. To, to, to. You got, you got any uh, questions or comments? To you. Um, when you were uh, speaking about uh, that a person could have... Um, uh, what did you say? It, it, was, it, it was a... Uh, Good Orisha or bad Ori? Yeah, good good I mean, Ori or bad Ori. Bad Ori, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that by choice? Um, I say more than likely it's by it's by destiny, right? It's it's by um, you know, it's the result of accumulated um, you know, energy in the you know as it pertains to the law of cause and effect, what other people refer to as karma, right? Um, you know. That let's say in the in the comedic tradition that would be symbolized by um the heart. When we talk about the heart being the mother of one's coming into being, and you know, on a level, having your heart fed to the moment, um, also symbolized being being um, you know, weighed down or, or you know, brought back to the earth or, you know, forced to come back to the earth, trapped or or even being earthbound because of um, you know, 
negative karma or, you know, bad, I say, bad deeds, right, deeds that violated my heart um, because of, you know, unfulfilled desires, right, unfulfilled desires, um, having a heart full of guilt or regret, you know, you uh you get your heart led, you know, or your heart fed to the uh the moment, right? On a on a higher level that represents your heart being destroyed and annihilation, right? But that's that's like an ultimate higher level. But on, on a more down to earth level in the mean in between time, right? Um before it gets to that extreme point, that represents um being, you know, that that heart that is heavy that does not equal my art, which, you know, if we want to say it was a heart that was beat beyond right or bad, we could. Um, you know, a heart that is that is, you know, considered boot or taboo, right? Uh we could say that. That is, you know, basically what leads the person back into the world. You gotta come back and clean that stuff up. So, you know, it's it's that's mentioned in the um in the Pertem Heru when it says that um you know, we we descend to Geb, okay, to purify ourselves, right? Right. I descend to Geb to purify myself, or I descend to the to the land or the earth of Geb to to purify myself, right? That's what's that's what's said, stated in the um, in the Pertemir rule. Um, this is this is talking about how you know through the process of repeating life, we're constantly, um, you know. Cleaning up, cleaning off, right? Um, for you know certain things that we that we may have done or might you know may not have done, right? Cleaning up, um, you know, fulfilling un you know previously unfulfilled um, desires or ambitions, you know, things of that nature. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, you 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 have any any other questions or comments? Um. So, uh, in in the the, the judgment scene, mm-hmm. if the, the the current if your current um, incarnation, uh, the the judgment scene coincides with each incarnation, right? You go through that through with each incarnation. Incarnation. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, and and you know, I say. I, I I write about it in in my my new book you know, how you know the judgment scene the judgment scene is actually the judgment it's the hall of judgment in life period at every moment you know yeah. uh it, yeah. it symbolizes our mind where we make judgments in the different you know different um compartments or faculties of the mind um you know that go into play that should play a part in how we judge you know judgments or decisions that we make um but but yeah you know as as it pertains to incarnations yeah that judgment scene represents um arriving at that point you know where you know we stand before our our conscience um we stand before our ancestors uh we stand before the natural rule we stand before our our destiny our life right and you know we you know what has been done, right? Is is put on the scales, right? And um, you know, depending on which way those scales tip, how they balance out, um, that's going to determine the direction that we go. Um, let's say on an abstract level, um, there's always going to be a process. We can say that. Um, we can also say that that whole represents um, that scene represents. Um, 
a person's existence, period. You know, um, you know, several incarnations and the work of uh constantly striving towards ma'at, striving towards achieving balance. Yeah. Okay. Chill, chill, chill. Ma'at ma'at is the is the standard and that is what when you when you incarnate that is your objective. Tio, 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 right? Whatever I say, whatever is still in the heart, right? And that's you know that's that's a it's an important thing also because the heart was you know depicted uh, like a jar in the comedic tradition, you know, and you know the contents in the heart. Like if the heart was, well, if your jar was full, that means you didn't you know you didn't. Uh, you know, you didn't do things right or you didn't, you know, you didn't follow your, you know, follow your heart. And, um, you know, the contents that are in the heart, they go on to, you know, shape that individual shai, you know, in the in the next incarnation. Two, absolutely. All right. I say excellent questions. I'll be back. You. At the pool. At the pool. All right. That's a pool, South Carolina. You're on the air. That's a pool. South Carolina. Okay. Let's get down here. South Carolina, that you? Central Michigan, you're on the air. That's a pool. That's a pool. Can you hear me? Yes, yes, yes. Is, is that Queen Lorraine? Yes. How are you doing? That's a pool. That's a pool. I'm very well. How are you? Great, great. Um, I was... Um, I'm just, I'm listening. But, um, what I did want to know is, um, uh, the word Ori. How how is that being spelled? O R I. Q. Yeah, yeah. That's that's how you um you you know generally see it spelled. Um, the Ori is you know generally spelled O R I. And does it does it mean soul your soul or your heart? Well, it it literally it literally means head, right? Um, you know, in the in the Yoruba tradition, right? The Ori is from the Yoruba tradition. You know, it literally means head. Um, you know, what we're saying here is that the the ib, right? The ib, which is the heart, in the uh, in the comedic tradition, would be you know a close a close equivalent um, to uh, the Ori in the Yoruba tradition, right? Now, there's two different types of Oris. Also, there's there's the ori, which is your personal ori, the one we're talking about. Then there's an ori that corresponds to your destiny, which would be the equivalent of shai in our tradition, okay, the comedic tradition. So, um, you know, that's how they say that's uh, that's interesting because I guess even even in that you see the you see the relationship um, between the ori and and destiny in in um, you know in the Yoruba tradition. 
just as we see the the relationship between the heart and you know its role in you know um, shaping one's shy, that some, someone's destiny in um, in the comedic tradition. Okay, and the Ori for your personal uh, position is the comedic, or is that say, say again? Ori, when you when you uh, refer to it in the personal um, personal perspective. That is that just um, is that considered kinetic or? Is yeah, it's, it's, both. it's both. It's both, right? Um, you know, in in the Yoruba, the Ori, right? The Ori, once again, that's a Yoruba term. It's in the Yoruba tradition. The Ori is considered, you know, one's personal orisha, so to speak. In the comedic tradition, one's ib or heart, right? That's that's one of the differences, right? The Ori corresponds to the head, um, in the in the Yoruba tradition. Um, the ib corresponds to the heart or means heart in the in the comedic tradition, right? Um, but both have the same the same function, so to speak, play the same you know play the same role, um, and both are considered you know one's personal nater or personal deity. Okay, and what is that sheet? How do you spell that sheet? Is that um, the the ib the you called it a sheik or something like that? Sheik? Shai? Shai, thank you. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, you, can, you can spell that S-H-A-I. S-H-A-I. Shai. Shai. Now that's comedic. Two. Com- comedic, and it means the same as you read in the overhead. Right. Thank you. All right. Hello. Hello. Okay. Heads up. I'll be back. <laughs> okay, I'll be listening. I'm listening. Two. Heads up. Okay. Heads up. All right. Heads up, South Carolina. You're on the air. Hotel Pool. All right. Hotel. Equanif. Hotel Pool. I was wondering what was going on, man. I had to call back in, but. We finally got situated. Wow. Two, two, two. What's the good word? I had a question as it relates to, uh, you know, our environment. Uh, <clears throat> that basically um, gives us that experiment or, or that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, that basically nurtures that experience. Even when we come here, you know, I've seen some children come through a mother and you know, even with that being their destiny, uh, that's their purpose. But you know, even in some cases of getting your heart right, you have the wrong people, I guess, in place to kind of help you, you know, cultivate that heart or cultivate that experience. Especially with us as black people, um, and I and I can't help but to, to ask about the importance of purging. Or I guess getting that stuff off, whether it be from past experience, past reincarnations, um, in order to bring ourselves back to this oneness and and this greatness that we we have to attain. But um, you know that that was my main question. Even even as I, from what I've studied, we are and can be in a very controlled environment, uh, whether it be through different foods that we eat. Even inside those foods, they have different um, different agents inside those things, whether mm-hmm. it be to shut down different functions or 
whether it be to make you yearn more or make you want uh, a certain thing more. And like I said, just asking questions on how important is, I guess, that ampoule process or that purging off process in order to get our heart back to where it needs to be as a, as us as a black people because for a long time, you know, we we definitely weren't privy to this information that, that, that we have going now on Ku Kim and other information around those, around that, that, that area to help establish a, a, a true and righteous heart. You know, a lot of times we had other things. So, like, I, my question would be how important is that purging all process or kind of getting away from different things that we've been presented with inside our family, our fathers, our mothers, where they basically had that bad heart or bad things. Um, how important is that, that, that purging process? True. Okay, Isaac, excellent question. Well, you know, this, um, you know, just going back to the, you know, the, that passage from the Purge of Heru, where it said, you know, I descend to earth, or I descend to the to the earth of Geb to to purify myself, right? Or you know, to uh, yeah, to to remove my to remove my uh, you know, my uh, to purge pretty much, right? To remove my filth. But um, you know, it's it's that's what we're here for, right? Everybody, you know, that's one of the reasons why we're here. Let's put it that way. Um, everybody that is here you know, is is here to do that, you know, um, and to assist one another in that process, right? So, you know, it's it's a it's a very important thing, um, you know, as far as, you know, you know, physically purging. You know, of course, you know, this is something that we we you know, when you're dealing with a holistic tradition, um, you know, we understand that all um all of the aspects aspects of our our being you know it it is integral right and it, it interfaces with the other aspects so for instance the you know when somebody you know tries to separate the the spiritual from the physical so to speak um or the body right the physical body from the spiritual body so to speak that's not really a it's not really a comedic thing right that's not really you know a, a comedic thing for real um you know the physical body is spirit, just like the other higher body, so to speak. It's just a more dense body, right? Um, but, you know, it has the ability to influence, um, though, you know, some of the higher bodies. It has the ability to influence the mind, just like the mind has the ability to influence the, you know, the, um, you know, the body, Right, so you know, an example of that is just you know, for instance, you know, just ingest, I say ingest um, a narcotic. Right, I'm not saying that you need, to, you know, that you should go and do that. Right, but right, you know, just um, you know, you know, ingest something, you know, drink something, and look at the way that it alters your your mind and emotions. Right, look at the way that it, it alters your thinking. Okay, um, you know it, it 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 changes, right? It has an effect on it. So, um, you know, this is some this is something that we we can see just through um, just through working solely with the physical body, the effect that it has on the mind. So, um, you know, with that being said, um, and you know, this is this would be you know common experience for everybody when you're feeling good, 
um, you know, you're, you're, you're thinking good, right? When, when, you're, when your physical vibration is high, right, your, your mental vibration is high, your spiritual vibration is high. And, you know, vice versa, when you're not, when you're not thinking good, you know, of course, the, you know, um, your physical, you know, the energy and whatnot is, is not right. It's off. It's not where it should be. Um, you're stressed. You might be tired, et cetera, so on. So, um, you know, purging physically, right, um, taking care of yourself, you know, through proper diet, proper nutrition, rather, right, um, eating proper foods, eating at proper times, um, getting exercise, right, getting good sleep, okay, um, periodic fasting to cleanse of um, impurities or, you know, the superfluous, so to speak, right, the, the extra stuff outside of, outside of the vitals. Okay, that that our bodies uh take in and assimilate. Okay, these these are important things. Um, you know, these are things that our ancestors saw to be very important in Kemet. You know, for them, um, you know, many let's say the the Kemetic medical sciences is um a little it's very similar, let's say, to the let's say the Chinese medical science where, you know, the mind and the emotions um and you know one's capacity is directly connected to you know their organs okay and you know okay. different emotions and things of that nature are connected to the organs you actually have those things in um you know in the comedic tradition where you know for for instance someone is someone is um you know experiencing rage okay if if someone is expressing rage or anger right that is, um, you know, in the Chinese tradition, it would say, okay, they have a problem with their, in their, like, it's an imbalance, right? An imbalance, a yang excess, so to speak, in their, in their heart meridian, right? Their heart system, okay? Um, and, you know, you take the necessary measures to correct that imbalance in the heart, and that should help to correct um, to a great degree, the the uh, emotional imbalance, you know that that emotion, that negative emotion. Um, you know, in the comedic tradition, and you know we've talked about it um, in in other shows. You know, anger, grief, um, sadness, depression. You know, um, these are you know also associated with diseases and illnesses, right? Um, you. you know. Imbalances and stagnant energy is is what's you know what is um, seems to be the the cause of disease in both traditions. Um, whether we're talking about the the Chinese you know T T C M or we're talking about the comedic tradition, um, in the comedic tradition, our ancestors actually had a a perspective on on medicine and health very similar to um, Dr. Sebi. And you know, in when Dr. Sebi says that the the root of all disease is mucus, okay, um, you know, our ancestors they said that you know um, it's the superfluous, right, or the extra the extra parts of the things that we eat, right, the non-essential parts of the things that we eat that build up, okay, that build up, right, that that go on to um, clog the arteries, you know, clog the intestines, um, clog the liver, whatever the case may be. It's that superfluous, um, that extra stuff that you know we can equate it with mucus that actually is the the cause of illnesses. 
And that's, okay. And that's what I wanted to ask a question about, even as that relates to, from what I, I guess I understood as the junk DNA. Because you're right, it's still all footwork. And even where, you know, Sabi says that, you know, all of the blood, all of the ailments lie in the blood. You know, mm-hmm. whether your blood is imbalanced or, um, uh, you know, balanced or imbalanced. And even okay. when you said that, a lot of times where people can allow their blood to boil, that's when your blood starts to, you know, basically work against yourself. And I guess that's what I was basically saying, that a lot of times we as black and African people, we have had a lot of blood boiling conditions, blood boiling situations, even with the things that have happened in this past year. Um, with the unarmed teens and, you know, black people getting killed. Uh, it's, it's like a lot of these situations do start, do continue coming up. And then as it relates to the blood uh, being pumped by the heart or the uh-huh. heart being, you know, uh, very corresponding to the blood as they work basically hand in hand. Uh, and basically the condition of your blood is going to have a lot to do with the condition of your heart. And sure. as that relates to a lot of our ancestors and things that they had tied up, and like you said, where well, we are basically fasting in this part of the generation, that's what I'm seeing even within myself, being able to connect with brothers and sisters like, you know, the rare brothers and sisters that are looking to clean up their blood, clean up that, that, that ancestral bloodline, you know, therefore to make the body the whole body, spiritual and physical body, better. And like when you brought that up about Sabi, and you know, as that relates to the alkaline diet versus the acidic diet, starch, and you know, that 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 definitely uh, blew a lid on it, brother. So do I? All right, I say good deal, brother. Um, excellent, I say excellent question. You know what I mean? I'll I'll be back at you for sure. To you. All right. What's up? What's up? Okay, let's go back up here. QM, she, she popped in here. Think this might be her. Eastern Louisiana, you're on the air. All right, to you. What's going on? Where you been? Where you been? I was determined to get on, but the phone been giving me the blues, but I was like, I'm not going to miss my baby show. <laughs> but, um, like, I, um, my body is humming right now with, uh, just, all it just the topic is, itself is oh just beautiful. Um I mean I'm really really sitting here in awe of uh the legacy that we've been, been handed and um so much has been said on the line and uh like all of it it's funny 'cause I'm I'm thinking about stuff and before uh before I could even say anything about it, like somebody is is pulling it out of me, so um, or you know we're we're all operating on the same same uh, train of thought, but but yeah, it's uh, ooh, where do I start? I have a whole notebook. Uh oh, <laughs> um, notes and whatnot. Um, and some of it is uh, you know piggybacking off of off of what they said earlier, but um. In the in the um the Ifa, the tradition in Ifa, um uh-huh. I thought it was it's interesting to to think about uh you know, their equivalent with the with the Oru, um comparing it with, with uh 
the the it, the heart and you know the comedic tradition like um when you get behind the symbol of the head it's it's still uh the same when you think about the head as the leader of the body the head as as uh you know functioning as as the guide mm-hmm. um and how it takes precedence over over um the rest of your body, the lower, the lower parts of your body, the lower aspects of your body. Um, you. No, I, I thought it's a lot of, a lot of wisdom in that. Um, but then turning back to to the kinetic uh, symbolism and thinking about um, just taking, for instance, the the depiction of the heart as uh, a dart, and you see a lot of times. Uh, a jar um, popping up in, in diff- different places, such as uh, in the way that they depicted the the womb. Uh, they use a jar as well, um, but just the idea of and it, when you think about it, like it, it gives insight into uh, how they look at at women and how they looked at the feminine uh, nature behind all things when you think about a woman as a vessel um, and you think about the heart specifically as as uh, that jar as a vessel and the relationship that an individual has with uh, with that with their with their heart uh, like it's it's a the pastor's parent the guy <laughs> the mother um, that is and they go so far as to uh, describe it um, as a mother, as a mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I thought that was really, uh, really powerful. Um, but you know, thinking about how all that relates back to the uh, the birthing scene, um, and thinking about all the different characters that are present, uh, Meskinet was was really powerful because. What you, I guess I had heard it before, but some kind, some kind of way it just it hit me in the face today, like different, or hit me in the ear, a little different. But um, mm. thinking about Mexico as a place of birth, um, going back to what Equinix brought out earlier, when you think about, uh, it's it's something that survives in. Uh, different cultures, but even today, but the idea that the place where you are born and where you take your your first breath that has an immense influence on uh, kind of who you become, uh, right? And it's something that um, the statements of of following your heart and especially following your heart after uh, it's been purified. Mm-hmm. It's not an issue in a, in a culture, in a society that um, strives towards my strives towards order and and uh, righteousness. And so it's, it's something, you know, once again, I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm prostrating myself before, uh, before the wisdom. And, um, you know, thinking about going back to the the illustration with the 
the uh, vessel, the jar, um, in the heart. Uh, it made me think about a piggy bank. And a piggy bank or, you know, a well, um, it's, it's something where uh, over time your you know, you're constantly feeding it. You're constantly making deposits in it, or making withdrawals when you choose not to uh, not to follow. But um, to command someone to follow their heart uh, from from the beginning, like from <laughs> day one of their arrival here, is like uh, it's. In, I thought it was interesting because I'm like, on one hand, you the imagery makes you think of something that is uh is open it's uh it's a container and so um it's in some regards uh i guess immobile passive but uh the idea that it's it's, it's never empty um so from the beginning like there there's instructions that are written on your heart, written within your heart. Uh, and, you know, to once you realize that and you, um, you know, you, you're presented with the tools to, to follow it from day one, like it, it spares a lot of, a lot of ache later on. Um, but yeah, thinking about, uh, yeah, I was just, thinking about all of that and thinking about, you know, um, in, in Western, uh, how, you know, the heart being, um, a pump for your, for your, uh, your life's blood, um, and for the, the source behind your vitality and, uh, all of that, it made me go back and look at some of the points that Patah uh, had, had, had raised um, and that he, he talks about uh, you know, always always following your heart and, and making sure that you don't do more than is commanded of you, making sure that you don't overwork yourself um, and, and making sure you don't enslave yourself and I thought that was uh, not something that's, that is difficult to grasp for uh, minds of today because um, it's a carryover, I guess, that we can attribute to that uh, genetic memory, but um, the heart is a symbol of freedom um, as the, the uh, mechanism of freedom. And so, you know, when you when you ignore it or when you uh, weigh it down with guilt, you are in essence like enslaving yourself. And um, that is something that uh, is, how do I say it? Uh, it's extremely important for For, uh, it's extremely important for young for young people to hear because when you look back at the 
at this particular text and you think about why it was created, who created it. You know, it was created uh, kind of like uh, what Hill Harper did with his his letters to you know young men, letters to and then he went on to write another book, letters to to young black women. Um, but it's like a way to uh, to pass on to transmit life lessons that Patanhatep had picked up to his son. And so you get to see all of that. You get to see uh, the importance of of uh, transmitting that knowledge and the continuity of life. Um, and yeah, it's just it's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. I'm, I'm uh, running out of <laughs> running out of words, but um, the the message is, is definitely not not lost not lost uh, to us today. And um, I wanted to ask you something about a while back. Uh, I don't know if you can recall. We were watching a documentary or something, but. It talked about um, a new scientific theory or understanding of the heart as like emitting, um, I guess, sonar almost, hmm. uh, to where you kind of attract or you you interact with your um your environment mm-hmm. and you attract with me uh but yeah that that uh the interaction i thought was was really really important because it um it brought me back to to you know everything that that uh just you laid out like you know they scientists today are, are just starting to scratch the surface they try to catch up but um but yeah, I I don't know if you can <laughs> have any comments on that or if you even know what I'm talking about. But, well, um, well, I say I I felt like you were asking a question just now, but <laughs> yeah, right? are, um, are you asking me about the about um the heart and you know what I mentioned? I mentioned that there was electromagnetic field that you know mm-hmm. emanated from the heartbeat, you know around you know around mm-hmm. the body, and you know this electromagnetic field had the you know has the ability to interact with and influence the electromagnetic field of other things including um you know other heartbeats you know of other people mm. okay so you know that's that's what you know that's what that's about um you know good source to check you know check out some information on that you know uh look up something called heart math heart math that's m a t h right like mathematics heart math mm. Okay, look that up and, um, you know, be able to, you know, look at some of the fascinating research that has been done, you know, as it relates to the heart and, you know, why the heart was, um, you know, very important and, you know, more herald, you know, heralded um, even more so than the brain and, um, you know, amongst the ancients. Okay, mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, yeah, that's that's a good place to check that out. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, thank you for that. Um, one last thing that I thought was, was interesting about this particular text um, 
he goes he goes on to talk about you know when riches are gained, uh, you know follow the heart. So riches are no avail is one. Um, and I thought that was I thought that was interesting to say the least. Like, uh, is in in some respects is is insinuating that um well and all things like if you if you follow your heart uh it's not gonna lead you astray, it's not going to guide you to where you're not supposed to be. And so, um in pursuing <laughs> pursuing uh security, material security, um it's like your heart is is the the measure and it's, it's the tool for getting that. And it's like he's commanding or telling telling, you know, the youth telling his son that uh you know, once you when you when you get the riches, like they're they're promised so long as you, you know, follow follow your heart and your heart is pure. But uh when you get the riches Continue to to follow your heart. Don't abandon it, um, and don't overwork yourself. Like uh, that. What what good is is all of the luxuries in life if you don't have the, uh, the energy? Yeah, if, if your heart if your heart is stifled, right? You know, like if you if you smother your heart, what all? You know, it's it's like that. Um, that saying, you know, it, you know, what does it profit a man to gain the world and lose his soul, etc., etc.? Two, two, two. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, that's the sentiment that is that is um, being spoken to there. Two, mm-hmm. I concur. <laughs> All right. You uh, you have any other any other questions or comments? No, no. Um, just thank you for. You know, restoring the, uh, restoring the, the knowledge, restoring the, uh, our, uh, our systems and, and introducing them to, to us. Two, two, Dwayne Nater. How you say, you know, I give thanks to our ancestors. All right. Two, two. That's a good word. Well, hey, Dwayne, um, I'll be back. Mm-hmm. Okay, to you, heads up. All right, those of you that are just tuning in, this is your brother, Unk Benu. You're listening to Cool Kim Radio. We're dealing with the subject, I will never betray my heart, right? I will never betray my heart. And, you know, um, we're basing this particular this particular show, um, you know, from, you know, it was inspired by the song, um, you know, by D'Angelo off his new album, and then, you know, further, um, you know, further inspired by, right, um, expounded upon in the, you know, our ancestral teachings, especially the teachings of Ptahotep, okay? Um, let's talk about the importance of this, you know, this following the heart and, you know, the, you know, we we touched on it a little bit before, you know, before QM finished, actually, you know, went back to the, the idea of the heart generating a wave, right, generating a, an electromagnetic field, right? And this electromagnetic field 
interacting with the electromagnetic fields of, of other things, other people, right, other hearts, right? This is something, you know, everything that exists generates, you know, a wave. It has an electromagnetic field. But, um, you know, this is this is very interesting. She made some excellent points, man, you know, some excellent points. Um, the heart as a pump of the blood, which is the physical personification of the life force, right, of our life itself. So... You know, the the idea of not following the heart and and to eat the heart and to smother or stifle the heart. This is this is talking about um, you know, not fulfilling, you know, one's one's dreams, one's ambitions, one's desires. You're not following them. Um, not living or following one's bliss. Right? And you know, the heart, the imp and the shai are so intricately connected to each other that in following one's heart, in following one's, you know, uh, bliss, so to speak, it will ultimately lead them to their shai, right? Lead them to their, their purpose, their destiny, right? If we follow our bliss, if we follow our heart, it will lead us to our destiny. It will lead us to our purpose, you know? Um, that pump, that beat, right? It's it's a motivating factor that is meant to intuitively move us in life, okay? Intuitively move us in life towards our goals. And when 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 heated in conjunction with the ba, okay, with the conscience, with the with the with our inner oracle, with our ancestors, right? When heated in conjunction with that, right? Or when the ba is awakened. And one follows the heart. Who? You know what I mean? We're talking about the experience of heaven on earth. <laughs> right? But, um, you know, it's important here that, you know, we understand, you know, the, the nature, you know, science of this thing, right? This, this, this vibration, right? This wave that's generated. Um, these forces, right? These forces, they, they, they have vibration. They have waves, right? Um, and, you know, the heart specifically, you know, is said to generate a great wave, you know, in compared to the rest of the body. And, you know, this particular, you know, when we look at the way that the heart was broken down, um, you know, it was considered to be both a mental and an emotional body. And, you know, the the emotions that are associated with um, the heart are mainly love, joy, right? You know, following one's desire, right? Um, you know, and also, um, you know, that's the positive, of course, okay? And then there's the negative, right, which is associated with smothering or eating the heart, which is guilt, regret, repression, um, things of that nature. Um, you know, these, I say, these emotions... Speak to, um, or you know, they play a role in whether or whether or not, or how I should say, how this heart vibration you know manifests, what it goes on to create, what it goes on to influence, what it goes on to bring to us or to repel from us. Right? It plays a role in what it is that we attract attract in life. Okay, um, you know, and you know, these emotions and these thoughts, they, you know, they vary in frequency, right? 
You got high, you know, high thoughts, high emotions, have high vibrations, right? They're light, whereas low vibrations are dense and they're heavy, right? And negative emotions have low vibrations. Negative thoughts have low, dense vibrations, you see? And, um, you know, it's interesting because when we look at the, um, you know, the nature of the heart as a creative body. It's also associated with the will, right? A person's will, right? This is like, this is a person's magician wand, right? The heart. The heart is your own magician wand, right? And, you know, with it, you create your life, right? The thoughts and feelings of the heart, right? If you have mastery over your heart, right? It's, it, you create your life with it, right? You will what you want, the desires of your heart into existence. Okay? That's um that's the how you say that's the power of the heart, that's the importance of the heart. Right? But um this creative body here, you know, is you know, what is created by the heart is determined by the contents in the heart. Right? The 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 feelings, the emotions, the thoughts, right, that are emanating from the heart. Um you know, this is this is just something you know, it's something that needs to be understood. Right? We create our reality. Right? We create our our reality. We create our bliss and our misery. We create it. Okay, we create it. And you know, when we look at uh, you know you know, we look at, for instance, the nature of the spirit. Okay, the nature of the spirit is to gravitate towards things that bring pleasure. Okay, to repeat pleasurable acts, right? We see this, right? We want to repeat pleasurable acts, pleasurable experiences, right? Make them cyclical or habitual, right? That's the nature of the spirit, the nature of our, our, in, our energy um, complex, right? Um, is to gravitate towards the things that bring peace, the things that bring, that bring pleasure, the things that bring pain, right? Or, pardon me, the things that bring peace, the things that bring pleasure, the things that bring joy, right? But we are repulsed by, right? We are repulsed by and we, we have, we develop an aversion towards the things that bring pain, right? The things that bring grief and misery, right? Um, at least we should. Have an aversion towards it, right? And most, you know, most of us, we do. We haven't, we have an aversion towards the things that bring, um, bring pain. But, you know, because we don't necessarily have command over ourselves, right? Sometimes we get caught up in a cycle, right? We can't, you know, we find it difficult to liberate ourselves from a cycle of pain or going back and forth from pleasure and pain. And you know, we hear, you know, we hear the. Um, you know, we hear the, you know, the Frankie Beverly and May song, Joy and Pain, right? Sunshine and Rain, right? You know, and we think that's what's up. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, in actuality, you know, in actuality, you know, you know, that going back and forth, yes, you learn, of course. But, you know, the ultimate goal is to gain mastery so that, you know, mastery over your mind, mastery over your heart, 
You only create what it is that you want. You only create what it is that you want to see, what you want to experience. Who wants to create something for themselves that they do not actually want in reality? Who wants to create something for themselves that is going to bring them pain, right? Who wants to who wants to um you know, attract to them the things that are going to cause grief or bring misery? Okay? Who does that, right? No balanced individual does that. Okay? So, you know, when we look at this though, right? When we look at it, right? It's um, you know, we are still talking about what, what um, you know, brings what we have resonance with and what we have dissonance with. What, we, what resonates with us, what we are attracted to, right? Um, you know, those pleasurable experiences, the things that bring joy, bliss, etc., so on. And those, those you know, not so pleasurable experiences that bring, plen- you know, those painful experiences, those traumatic experiences, you know, that we develop an aversion to. They, you know, we, we want to be we're repulsed by them, okay? Um, this is, I say this, in this thing, right? We're talking about repulsion. We're talking about, um, you know, resonance, right? Uh, we're still talking about vibration. We're still talking about movement, right? All movement, all motion is vibration, okay? All energy moves and all energy, you know, vibrates. All things are energy, so everything vibrates, right? So, um, this is this is a very important lesson to to keep in mind, right? Regardless of you know whether or not that energy that vibration is is you know high or low, whether it's you know it's subtle or dense, or whether it's you know whether it's positive or negative, joyful or painful, regardless. You know, of what it is, it's energy and therefore it's creative, right? It's energy and therefore it's creative. It doesn't matter if it's joyful or painful, whether it's what we want or what we don't want. If it occupies our mind, right? If it's what fills our heart and that is, you know, what the heart is pumping, okay? Then it's going to go on to create our reality, right? That's going to go on to create our reality, right? All energy is creative. All energy is creative. All vibration goes on to create, goes on to to act upon something, right? To set in motion a cycle of events, a chain of events, right? Um, the law of cause and effect, right? It goes on to do that. Okay, so it's how you say it's important here that we understand that you know we must um, be careful. With this whole idea of of you know selling our you know selling our hearts out right, not following our hearts, you know repress you know being repressed, you know eating our hearts, smothering our hearts, you know you know out of a um a sense of security or whatever the case may be, right? We may think that you know we're we're doing something noble or we're doing something logical, but in actuality we're creating hell for ourselves, you know um. What ha- what ends up happening is all of those aspirations and desires that we repressed, okay, that we forsook, right? Um, you know, it it goes on to you know to build up, right? Make the heart heavy, so to speak. And this is what the heart begins to pump: those feelings of regret, 
those feelings of repression, those feelings of guilt, right? Those feelings of remorse, those feelings of lack, right? Those feelings of what if and what could have been, right? Um, those feelings all stemming from a thesis that you set for your life, a statement that you made, a defining statement that you made that was rooted in fear, right? I got to get, quote unquote, real. I got to, quote unquote, wake up from the dream and, you know, uh, you know live in so-called reality, right? When in actuality, when you truly know who you are, reality, right? And, to, you know, if you're going to call the physical plane the illusion, you know, if you if ever really get real deep into you know spiritual tradition such as ethic tradition you learn that the the quote unquote the so-called illusion is as real as it gets it's the it's it's how you say it's as real as it gets so to speak yes there's there's other you know higher planes we got to do wide and whatnot right and you know in actuality that's still a part of the so-called illusion okay the so-called objective plane, so to speak, the plane of objects, right? Um, you know, it's it's still it's the it's the plane of experience. That's my point. The quote-unquote reality or the absolute truth is the all, and you can't experience that. How do you experience the all? How do you calculate the all? How do you quantify the all? How do you weigh it? How do you measure it? Show it to me. Point it out to me. Which direction do I go? <laughs> okay You know what I mean Define it Describe it Okay Right That is not a place Of experience You see And that is why Our ancestors Were not in a hurry Nor did they have The desire To dissolve themselves Or escape This life The so called Illusion for the so-called reality, the all, it's not an ex- it's not a a place of experience. It's not a place of love or life, rather. It's not a place of life. It's not a place where you have any experiences, be they positive or negative. It's annihilation. Okay, so you know. It's important here, right, that we that we talk about, um, you know, the importance of not forsaking our physical existence, not forsaking our physical experience, not not forsaking our time, right here, and thinking that um, you know, you know, this is it, and you know, um, we have to survive, right. So, you know, the things that we have in our minds, you know, are illegitimate. The things that we have in our mind, our, our dreams, that is, our bliss, is illegitimate, okay? We, we, we have to be careful. We have to literally stop thinking that, you know, thinking that way, that we cannot have the life that we want, okay? Um, you know, if we're going to talk about waking up to the, to the quote-unquote matrix, Right? If anything, right, you want to recognize yourself as Pita, the architect. <laughs> right? If-
if this is the matrix, right, if this is the matrix, right, then you must realize yourself as the architect, Pita. You must realize yourself as Pita, the master craftsman, right, the divine architect. If this is the illusion, you must realize yourself as the magician, okay? And shape and create your own life. Make it what you want, okay? Make it what you want. You can have it as long as what it is that you want is in line with my art, okay? As long as it does not violate my art, right, you can access that type of power to create the life that you want. It's yours. You know what I mean? Um, you know, but even, even in that, right, even in that, we must make sure that we, that we are clear on the point that whether you are preoccupied in yourself, right, preoccupying yourself with what you don't want or what you want, you know, you're going to create it, right? You're going to create it. And, um, you know, those those feelings that we talked about, right, of, you know, the failure to follow the heart, right, the results of failing to follow one's heart, okay, the repression, the guilt, the regret, the lack, right, um, the self-doubt and all of that stuff, okay, that, you know, is a very dense low vibration. It breeds illness and disease, cancer, okay, it breeds cancer, it breeds, you know, it breeds, um, you know, it, it, it's negative, we should say, because it negates from the life force. It's, it's, it's a dissonance, right? It's, it's, a, it's a vibration that, that creates dissonance, right? And, and, you know, this dissonance scatters your life. It scatters the life force, okay? It scatters the life force. It doesn't add on to it. It negates it. So, um, you know... This is this is important that we you know that we don't vibrate there, right? That we don't vibrate, we don't allow our hearts to become filled with all these unfulfilled desires, unfulfilled goals and you know, uh unfulfilled ambitions, you know, and um you know, begin to vibrate these things that ultimately cause us to be in total disharmony not only with ourselves but with the with the rest of nature, right? Literally, right, what we're talking about here is creating a condition for ourselves by not following what brings us joy, not going after the things that we want, not going after the things that bring us, bring us bliss, right, joy. We're literally talking about um, the failure to, to follow our hearts, um, you know, ultimately go on to create a miserable condition beyond our 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 mental and personal um personal space we're talking about this this vibration ultimately shaping um you know reality around us putting us at odds with nature literally ruining our entire lives throwing our whole life off right putting us at odds clashing with life Okay? Never on beat in life. Never never on key in life. Never in tune in life. Okay? That's the results of vibrating this negative stuff. Okay? But the opposite, right? Following our hearts. 
following our bliss, following our joy. Yo, when you do that, when you when you vibrate, right? When that's your heartbeat, when you vibrate bliss, right? It is natural. It is the natural function and and modus operandi of the of the spirit to go on to go ahead and create that experience for you and to repeat that pleasurable experience for you right that's the nature of the spirit to 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 repeat right to repeat that 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 pleasure to repeat that bliss to repeat that joy to make that happen you see right this is you know this is this is an important difference here right in devouring the heart or betraying your heart right you ultimately as Petahotep says you commit boot to your car right you 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 it's uh it's an act of hatred to the spirit because the spirit your personality right your persona your your genii right it does not want to experience this right it does not want to experience pain it's naturally repulsed by it it has a natural aversion to it. That's why it's, you know, failure to follow your car is boot to it. Okay, or fail, failure to follow your ib, your heart, is boot to your car. It's, it's, it's taboo to the spirit. It's an act of hatred against the spirit. Okay? Um, you know, we have, to, we have to recognize that, right? But the opposite, right? Your car. Your car, right? Remember this word, your car. Okay, in following your heart, and following your bliss, your car, okay, you're you're actually giving ma'at to your car. You're giving you're giving, you know, you're giving good things to your car, right? You're feeding your car, and in following your heart, your car becomes powerful, and your car will go on to create whatever it is that you desire for yourself. Your car will go on to create it. Yo, this is why the term for, for magic, quote-unquote, for juju, right, in the comedic tradition is heka, right? It's heka, which means to activate the ka, or literally to strike the ka, right? To strike it in, in a way that, that is similar to um, someone beating a drum that causes the, the vibration of the drum to, to emanate from the drum. Okay, um, when you when you are when you are performing heka, you are activating the powers of your ka, of your spirit, and and channeling it or directing it to go forth to create um, an effect in your life or in life. Your ka is the body that works together with your heart to make your magic. To create your life, right? And if you follow your bliss, your car will give you the world, right? It will give you your world, the world that you're meant to have, right? The it'll it'll give you it'll give you um the harvest of your life, all of the good things. It kept them the first that has come in has come encoded in this place for you, right? The field, right? The field. The field of offerings, the seket hetepu, right? The field of offerings. That's what your experience becomes 
when you follow your bliss. Life. Life. I'm talking about the big life, right? Greater life. Life in general opens to you. Life begins to give to you because by you vibrating positively, by your heart beating bliss, right? By your heart beating bliss, right? You give bliss. And in return, life gives you bliss. You give bliss to life and life gives bliss to you. That's the field of offerings. The world, the earth begins to offer to you. Right? Red carpet treatment. And it's going to lead you to your purpose. Fulfill your purpose, right? We have to remember that, right? So, this is, that's a good point to keep in mind when we begin to question, right? We give, and, you know, everyone should actually question themselves. Am I eating my heart? Am I smothering my heart? Am I betraying my heart? Right? Have I sold my soul? You ain't necessarily got to sell your soul at the crossroads to a demon or the quote-unquote devil or nothing like that. But have you sold your soul, right, thinking that you're being smart, right, thinking that you're being logical, thinking that this is all about survival? Have you sold your soul? Okay? Have we sold our soul? You know what I mean? Have we eaten our hearts? Have we betrayed our hearts? You know? Um, you know, think about it. Look at our lives, right? Take a look at your life. And, you know, think back, right? Reflect upon the thing. And, you know, you really got to think back, right? Think deep. Perform some introspection and, and wonder if, right? Question whether or not there is something there. That is yearning for, right? You may know what it is. You may not know what it is. But ask yourself, is there something there? Okay? Is there something there? Is there, is there a yearning there? Right? Or did you settle? Did we settle? Did we settle? Did we settle for survival and still finding it hard to survive? <laughs> right? You know, because, I'm, I'm going to tell you this, what, what happens with that, that's, that's what you call poverty consciousness. You know, poverty consciousness, when you, when you get so stuck and drenched, right, drenched and ingrained in survival mode, right, to the point that you, you ultimately perpetuate, right, that need of, Right, that constant thinking, I'm just trying to survive. I'm just trying to survive. I just want to survive. Just trying to make ends meet. Just trying to pay the bills, right? When that's, I got to pay my bills, right? When that is the thought and emotions that you're operating on, okay? Then ultimately, that is what you're going to create. More of that survival mode. More trying to survive. More trying to make it. More trying to make ends meet. More just trying to pay my bills. All you're going to do is pay your bills. And I'm going to tell you, the more miserable, miserable you become in that cycle, the more difficult it's going to be for you even to maintain that cycle of paying your bills. You see? Because the car is becoming weak. It's becoming disgruntled because you are not following to it. 
You offer boots. You offer filth. You offer abomination to your car. Your car offers boots. It offers filth. It offers abomination and hatred to you. It's reciprocity, baby. <laughs> right? This. Okay? But we got to ask ourselves, are we stuck in this, in this cycle of, of boot to our car? Have we sold ourselves out? Have we, you know, have we sold ourselves out, um, you know, and then begin to look within to see if there's something more, right? Is there, is there, is there something more, right, that we might have forgotten, that we might have put aside, might have put off, you know? That's the question we got to ask ourselves. And, you know, this is, this is so important, right? This is so important because, um. You know, um, just to reiterate a point real quick, you know, once again, when that fear surfaces, remember the the actual nature of the spirit. Just think about it. When was the last time you put your hand on a stove, right? Or you put your hand on a hot iron. Or 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 you put your you stuck your hand down in a bed of nails like to smack, pow. Right? Or you purposely walked on attack. When was the last time you did that and said, Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> right? When was the last time you did that? You know, if if you're like me, you ain't never done it. You ain't never done it. <laughs> you know? But um, you know, when you when you stuck your hand on that stove by accident, you said, Ah right? Quickly pull your hand back. You stepped on that tech, you you said, ah, right, you grabbed your foot, you might have even cursed, right? And and you were you were careful not to touch that stove again. Right? You didn't want to touch that stove again. You didn't want to step on that tack again. Right? You know, that that lets us know that it's you know, that is not our natural state. Right? That is a state that we experience to let us know we're close to the edge, right? Something's wrong, right? About to make a mistake, or we made a mistake. Things out of whack. That's what that feeling of pain is for. It's not the state to be in, okay? It's not a state we want to thrive in, or quote-unquote, you know? Um, this, is, this is an important point. So in remembering that the nature of the spirit is to repeat pleasure, to create pleasure, Right to bring joy, to experience joy, to experience bliss, okay, and and understanding that the car, right, the car will create the aspirations of the heart, okay, the car will create the aspirations of the heart. Remember, in remembering that, when that fear, those doubts, that survival mode that you know arises. Those doubts that make you think that your goals, your your ambitions, your dreams are illegitimate. When those things arise, right, you want to remember the nature of the car. You want to remember the nature of the spirit and recognize that, you know, your heart, your car will actually generate. It will generate a wave. It will actually go on to act upon the the spirits, right, the, the electromagnetic fields of other things other people to go ahead and create that joy, create that bliss for you. So when you work for your, your ear, you work for your car, it works for you and it will create
for you. Life will actually conspire to help you create what it is that you want. Right? Life will actually conspire to help you to create the reality that you want. Okay? Important point there, right? Going back to last week. It's important to know who you are, what type of being you are, what it is that you want, and what exactly you are willing to pay for it. Right? What are you willing to pay for it? What are you willing to give for it? What are you willing to sacrifice for it? Right? Are you, are you not willing to sacrifice time, energy, maybe even some money, right, to achieve your own goals, to, to, to bring yourself joy, to create bliss, follow your bliss, to, to, to meet your goals, right? But you're willing to sacrifice time, attention, and energy, which, which you know, when we add all those up, it equals life. You are willing to sacrifice years off of your life just to survive on another man's clock building his paradise for him. Helping him to build his paradise. Right? What are we, you know, we got to be willing to make sacrifices to our ib, to our heart. Right? We got to be willing to make sacrifices to our hearts. Okay? And make sacrifice to our ideals, our bliss. Okay? And, you know, yes, it means change. We can't fear change. Right? It means sometimes, you know, coming from a position of so-called comfort to an initial position of discomfort. Right? Which the discomfort really is just, you know, difficulty adjusting to the change. That's where the, that's where the discomfort lies. And difficulty adjusting to the change or accepting the change. Right? Um, you know, if we're willing to, you know, unplug from, you know, uh, you know unplug this, you know, whoever's got their plug in your socket. Right? You know what I mean? Look at your look at your life. Look at your body as a battery. And I think that's another that's another matrix um matrix reference right there. Look at your body as a battery or or an energy source, right? And somebody else got their plug in you, powering their life, right? Powering their dreams, powering their bliss. They're powering up off of you, right? They're powering up off of you. Okay? Um, think about that, right? Look at that. Right? Look at that. You are somebody else's sacrifice. Right? Because what happens once the energy source, right, burns out? The battery dies. Okay? What happens when the wiring burns out? Short circuits. Right? They might fix you if they can. If they can't, they find a new, um, you know, new energy source. Right? Plug in somewhere else. Get a new battery. Okay? You, you know, we, we allow ourselves to become sacrifices to desires and dreams, lives that are not ours. 
you know? And it's not fair. It's not fair. And, you know, when we do such, you know, it's it's smothering the ear, right? It's a boot to the car. And, you know, it, cosmologically speaking, it's like keeping Osir trapped in a coffin. Right? Keeping Osir, keeping the Neter within you trapped. Right? Keeping, keeping the deity, right? Nature, right? The, you know, the divine within you trapped and relegated, suppressed, right? Keeping it, keeping it suppressed and trapped and relegated to just, you know, uh, working your, your natural bodily functions. Like your automatic bodily function is it's just keeping you here for the mean in between time. Instead of allowing your ba to become baru. Right? Instead of allowing that divine um, force within you to spill out into the world, to extend its influence into the world, right? To create a di- divine experience, to create the life that we want. Okay? It's important. This particular oath, right, or this particular principle was so inc- so important once again that it was included amongst the, you know, the 42 oaths of purity or the so-called declarations of innocence of Ma'at. It was that important not to, not to devour the heart. That's how important this principle was. And it was even more so than that, not just simply being one of the 42, but ultimately um, the violation of any of the 42 came back to being the equivalent of devouring the heart, which is symbolized by the omomit, which is the devourer of the heart. The heavy heart is a devoured heart. It's an eaten heart. Okay? Very important. So, we want to definitely, definitely, definitely do some introspection, family. Do some introspection. Really, we need to open up the jaw of our hearts. Right? Open up our hearts. Take a look inside. Right? You know, take some things out. Clean some things up. You know, take a look inside the heart. See what's there. You know, and it'll let us know why we're in the condition that we're in. Right? What are the words? Right, what are the words or the ideas that are in the heart, right? That are that are motivating us to do this or that, and going on or not do this or that, right? To go on and create the life that we're having, right? That's why the scene is called Ujo Medu, right? Ujo Medu, the weighing of the words, right? What are the words? That are in the heart. That are making it either heavy or light. Okay? You need to take a look in there, right? Take a look inside. And then, you know, make the changes. Make the changes. You know? Um, another thing is we spend too much time, you know, you know, um, contemplating and thinking about the things that we don't want, and we have really no idea about what it is that we do want. 
You know, when we, we ask somebody what they don't want or what they don't want to happen, they can go down a, a big old list and let you know what they don't want, right? But when you ask them what they do want, many of the times it's a much less defined list, okay? Much less defined answer, much less intricate answer, right? Um, you know, the answer le- lacks depth, so to speak, you know? It, it lacks it lacks the ability to actually create a, a a concrete image in the mind, you know that one can actually you know say is a vision for them to aspire to, right? But you can make your misery so concrete. <laughs> you can describe and define, right? We can describe and define our misery so so intricately, so detailed that. The concrete image and vision of it in the mind is 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 almost it I say it it challenges um the physical plane in terms of realisticness. <laughs> okay? Um it evokes it evokes the same feelings of misery, right? Those past experiences that we that are nine times out of ten Right? The things that we don't want to happen, right? Based upon past experiences and memories, we allow those things, right? To occupy the mind and they evoke the same feelings, the same thoughts, okay? That we had when we actually went through that old experience, okay? We experience those feelings and those thoughts in the moment, right? That's how powerful. That's how powerful, um, you know, the mind is, the spirit is. But, you know, that power is neutral. Once again, it's neutral. We have to be willing to, we have to be willing and able to describe and, and, and you know, intricately detail, you know, in detail define our vision, our bliss, our joy, what we want, even more so. Way more so than what we don't want. And focus our attention on what we do want. So that we can go in on and our spirits can create it. Okay? Two. Those of you that are just tuning in, this is your brother, Unk Banu. You're listening to Cool Kim Radio. We're dealing with the subject, I will never betray my heart. Go for it, family. Go for it, right? going to open up the lines. If you'd like to call in, you have something that you'd like to say or add, right? Comment a question, by all means, feel free to do so. We'd love to hear from you. And if by chance you have something that you'd like to say or add, right? Comment a question, but you don't necessarily want to call in, feel free to leave that comment or question in the Talk Show Live chat room. We'll get to it ASAP. All right. Going to open up the lines. Start with the brother Israel. Hetapu, Israel, you're in the building. Hey, good man. Uh, very uh, relevant topic today. Uh, I was just kind of reflecting as I was listening to you in the last few minutes. Um, a couple of years ago, I think uh, you had said something to me that I wasn't quite ready to receive. You know, something like, yeah, you know, you create the environment that you exist in or something like that. And I was like, nah, what is this man talking about? I didn't, that <laughs> I didn't do that. You know, I was, you know, basically saying, hey, I came to this space. I didn't ask to be in this space, and it was because of other people's impressions and uh, 
activities that I find myself where I am and you know but uh thanks be to the uh positive vibrations you know uh 18 months to 24 months later you know kind of uh taking the novice inventory of myself you know looking in my own heart uh I'm starting to realize that you know you know when I connect with the ka reunite with uh a deeper understanding of what it means to kind of create your own space and environment you know I'm I'm at a much better place you know still slip back into some of those old patterns from time to time but you know I, I'm thankful to you you know and this whole Ku Kim uh, venue that I actually can come and uh, get more information and a template for how it is that I can kind of move forward and create the environment where I need to be so uh, do I thanks man Appreciate it, brother. Thank you for for sharing that, and 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 you know definitely, 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 right? We gonna we gonna keep building. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right, brother. Dwau. Dwau. Till heads up. All right. Let's see. Heads up, pull some swatch on the air. Atepa. All right, Till. Till, what's the good word? <laughs> wow. Um, I am, you, you, you always come with it. <laughs> um, just being that I was, you know, discussing this, this, the very last thing that, that you said, and, and I, um, I concur with, with, with the brother Israel. Um, yeah, you, you've told me certain things and, and it, and it's always come to light. Um, I, um, I'm thankful I'm thankful. Um, what I what I did want to say though is uh, we're talking about um, your heart being your own net of root. Um, that's amazing. That's powerful. Um, Two. That that that's 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 powerful. And just just from what I took from it, it's just like you know, just just walking God, just just walking God, like just walk. You know what I'm saying? But um. And then he said, um, as, as the heart being, the heart being weighed, um, this is an everyday process, am I correct? Like, like, you know. It's, it's a, it's a process in every moment. Yeah. Right now it's happening. Yeah. 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 Oh, my goodness. You know, it's it, it, certain people who, who try to tell me certain things and I, I, I just want to give Every last one of them, their props, um, because I, I have uh, I have seen it manifested. Um, Tim Salibet, Rena Turk, Kwani, you, <laughs> um, and, and some other people that are, are probably not on the line. Um, I want to thank you all. I'm I'm so humble. I'm so humble. right? right? You know it's. You, you reminded me of something um, real quick, right? Um, you know, with the first statement that you made. You know, you know how everyone, when we think Kimmet, everyone thinks, know thyself, mm-hmm. right? Everyone, everyone says, know thyself, know thyself. But, you know, do you know that that statement really, you know, like has not been found in Kimmet yet? Oh, wow. Yeah, that statement, that statement, you know, is highly likely that that statement 
is not found or is not comedic like that. So, but there is a an equivalent, right, in the comedic tradition, uh, in the Maduna tale language of how our ancestors would say that, and uh-huh. they would say "rek i im ib i." Okay, "rek i im ib i." That is, I know what is within my, my heart. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. That's how they would say, no, I know myself, or know thyself. They would within my heart. Yeah. Okay, so, hey, you know your heart? Keep moving. Let yeah. it beat. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Excellent. Head to pool. Um, or in other words, she follows her heart to victory. What? See <laughs> So you know that this subject is is all up in my heart. You know, it's just you know I'm just reveling in it because um, I know the difference in. Um, following your heart and how you feel and not following your heart and how you feel. Mm. And for me, it's definitely best to uh, follow my heart in uh, the way of our ancestors and our comedic way of life. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is the most powerful. It is the most uh, complete. It is the most beautiful. It is the most. <laughs> chill, 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 chill. And um, uh, like you were saying, you know, uh, turning that understanding fear and its place and not letting it rule, control, call the shots in your life. The more you do that, the uh, stronger you become. And, and, uh, you know, getting those people that are plugging into you or that energy that is uh, feeding off of you to um, keep something else that is um, really opposed to your true heart's desire to keep that in check, you know? Two. Two. Um, so, yes, it's definitely much better to follow your bliss. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yo, yo. Dude, I say that that's the good word. Thank you for that. Um you you got any more or we good to go? We good to go. Okay, Dwa. Heads up. Heads up. All right. Heads up pool. Queen Lorraine, you're on the air. Heads up pool. Okay. What's the good word? Good word is, I want to thank you so much for powerful information, encouraging information, and and, and it brings into mind that um, when you were saying, when you said devour, when it said that devour the heart is not thing. Devour the heart, right? Wait, say 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 that one more time. You broke not, up a little bit. You're not supposed to devour the heart. 
two. That's two. That's hard. Well, it brought to mind what Queen Shinsa was saying about eat your heart out. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I said, oh, that's what it means, because I still wasn't too, what does eat your heart out mean? Now, that did bring that to my mind. Two, two. Souring the heart, eat your heart out, is not a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's not a good, not a good thing at all. <laughs> okay, so now I got that. And then, you know, to bring to mind about, I didn't, and I thank you for, for you know thyself, I didn't know that that wasn't in kinetic. You know, never trying to look it up and try to find it, and I'm so grateful to you brought that up. Two, two, two. Hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm relaying information that I've been blessed, you know, to, to, to come across. Um, so, you know, definitely, 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 you know, um, you know, give thanks to the ancestors, and you know, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. Yes, and then when you say, know myself, and I, I, I gathered that I used to be uh, in the Bible. And everybody is like believing everything. All of the good are saying, "No, you have to know." <laughs> Two. No, Two. it's so to confirm and to say, "I know what." Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Do I? Do I? Thanking the ancestors. Do I? Two. Two. All right. Head to poo. Head to poo. Okay. Hetapu, Ikwanif, you're on the air. Hotel Poo, Hotel Poo. To you, to you, to you. Peter Medunifer. Dwao, Dwao, Dwao. What's a good word? Dwao, Dwao. Nefer. Thank you, thank you for, for what you're doing, man. Um, uh, My mother and I were listening in. You know, he, um, you know, I kind of uh, trying to share this experience or the knowledge that I'm coming into, you know, with, you know, as we're talking about the blood again, um, you know, and waking up. That thing and, and a lot of this information our people have never known. And um, we still are in a, a process of um, the hair rules are quiet stage as it relates to us collectively. Um and a collective state of us being able to even learn, you know, properly. So I, I like to say, even um in the in the day, think the transition of Doctor Doctor Ben was today. Um, so he's with us, you know, paying homage to our ancestors, to those that came to do that work that we are definitely still carrying the torch for. We definitely give give thanks and even soldiers and uh, good teachers, great teachers like yourself that are carrying the torch and um, doing that a lot of times is not popular work. It's not cool work, but this mm. is the, the importance and this is the sacrifice that a lot of times I even see within fastness. And um, being that it's not all the way, all the time presented inside my environment, I still will say that I had I have come into uh, contact with a lot of great information, uh, but it's still a process. Um, it's still it's still something that I will humble myself to uh, the experience. Like uh, Sam Swat was saying, I'm, I'm, I'm giving thanks that I do have 
uh, family members like Aninsu, uh, people like my mother that can't understand my relationship with Aninsu, um, and, and, and where we're looking to go as it relates to that bliss that we're looking to create, and um, how our eternity is right now. That's another thing that 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 you definitely have brought to the table. There is no rush. There is no rush um, process or procedure on doing it. Uh, it's just about doing it right. And that even when we look at life from our African context, our eternity is now, as long as our heart is right. And we're, you know, uh, you know, putting out, putting everything on those skills every day. You know, like when you're talking about bringing that judgment, I, 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 I like to say, Dwau, man, for all the good information that you passed along and that, that you definitely um, bring. And that's why the Ku Kim Kemet tour will have to be the best tour. Um, you know, I know going back to Africa. Because it does, you know, <laughs> it, it, it does, it does allow us to be able to spotlight uh, African artifacts, African um, culture inside an organic way and where we can be productive and, and progressive and actually going so going somewhere and not being stagnant, as you were talking about earlier, because that's when disease starts to come in. That's when we start to have those tumors, those uh, calcifications. So as right. we're talking about keeping the blood clean, man, Dwaoo, thank you, man. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for what you've encouraged within me. I'm still working to get to the home point and do everything that I that I need to do, but Dwaoo, Dwaoo, bro. No doubt, brother. Appreciate you. Thank you. To you. Heads up. Hotel. Okay. Hector Poole, Marina Touch, you on the air. Okay. Hector Poole. Hector Poole, can you hear me all right? To you. All right. Okay. Um, Man, I I lost my train of thought. <laughs> but, um... Uh, Oh, I think I think it might have had something to do with um just the uh the statement um of you know I I know I know what's in my heart like that uh I think it's, it's insightful that it um it's speaking from first-person perspective. Um, and so it's not so much um, a command. And I think that's, that's important. Like, when you look at um, you look at other religious texts, you know, different systems and whatnot, it's a lot of, it's a lot of commands, a lot of do this, don't do that, but uh, not necessarily given the understanding behind that, but then you look at something like this, and it's like um, it's more authoritative, I think, because you have an individual um, talking in reference to themselves, and I don't know about you or anybody else on the line, but I, you just you can't take from somebody that does not uh, practice what they preach. It right. doesn't, is trying to divvy out, you know, a dish that they haven't even tasted. So I think that's, um, it highlights 
an important characteristic about um, the comedic people in that uh, always trying to model the uh, correct form. You do it, um, and then your actions you know, speak volumes. It's, it's in the uh, very understanding of my shows, like um, just the idea that uh, your your words, your actions, um, all of it is synonymous, and, and every good thing that you do is, is you know, you you accumulate that wealth, and so um, you don't come you don't come into this world empty-handed. You got you have an inheritance, uh, no matter you know how small you you might think it is to begin with, but um, it's up to you to to take that. Uh, and and make do with it, and to add on to it, and, and to uh, pass it on to you know the next in line, and um, you know it's, it's to testament to the person that uh, takes the the uh, something that's minuscule <laughs> um, and can and can turn it into something that uh, feeds, you know, millions. So um, therein you see the terror at work. You see the creator in in its resourcefulness. You see it in its, um, you know, in its ability to create something from quote-unquote nothing. So uh, I think that's that's important to understand, and uh, I don't know about anybody else, but I I won't I won't uh, dollars or or uh, you know some credit cards or my <laughs> piggy <laughs> bank instead of you know the coins, the Trump change. That stuff is heavy, but it ain't worth it done. So, oh, mm. that's that's deep. That's deposit. deep. <laughs> Two, 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 two. Absolutely, Dwau. Um, I say you. You got any any more questions or, or comments, or you good to go? Man, man. Um, yeah. I just I wanted to to uh, piggyback back off of what everybody else on the line has said, and uh, you know, thank thanking everybody for uh, for coming into. Our lives and, and thank you, thanking you as well for you know taking taking much to feed and you know turning it into a whole field, um, you know feeding feeding you know, countless countless numbers of people and uh, you know transmitting you know everything that you receive. Uh, I, I, Thank you for that, and uh, commend the, the courage that it takes to do it. Two, 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 two. Dwa-oo. Dwa. <laughs> Dwa tell. Okay, we good to go then, huh? Two. Two. All right, head to pool. Those of you that are just tuning in, this is your brother, Unc Benu, right? Listening to Cool Kim Radio, and yo, we just finished dealing with the subject. I would never betray my heart, um, you know, or as our ancestors would say it, 
you know, I will not eat or devour my heart. Right? Um you know, if you missed the bulk of today's show, no worries, right? All of our shows, including today, um, are archived and available in, you know, in the Kukim archives for you to download free of charge, right? Um, you know, we should be, we should be at that hundred, we should be at that hundred mark, right? Hundred shows or, or whatnot, we should be there, um, you know, if not more. So, you know, definitely, 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 you know, you want to get to the archives and check us out, take advantage of it, you know, download it, stream, burn it, share it, etc. and so on, right? Um, get the cool Kim, get the black light out to our people, okay? Um, you know, before we get up out of here, wanna wanna make a few announcements. Um, you know, as the good brother Iquanith uh Saim Hotep just mentioned, we have the Cool Kim Kimmet Tour, right? The Cool Kim Kimmet Tour going on. It's going on September the 3rd through September 14th. We're taking a group to Kimmet, okay? 3rd through the 14th, um, going, you know, from from Lower Kimmet to Upper Kimmet into Nubia, right, going into the temples, visiting the, the pyramids, the monuments, the, the um, um, it's, you know, we're going to have a cruise down the Nile, right, all of these good things, you know, your brother, um, you know, is, is going to be one of the, you know, tour leaders here, and we also have the good brother, Rob Mary. Um, on deck to be tour leader and you know featured lecturer, and also we we have added to the bill the you know the good brother Asar Imhotep right the good brother Asar Imhotep added to the bill as a tour leader and featured lecturer um, you know for this tour right um, so you know definitely you know when we say the cool Kim Kimmet tour exploring the comedic tradition. In its African context, right? When you think about that, you think about the lineup. You think about, um, you know, you know the lineup, the information, and dealing with it. Understand, we will, in fact, be dealing with the comedic tradition in its African context, right? Um, you know, so so definitely, definitely, family. Plus, we also got some extra goodies in there. Um, you know, we're gonna, you know. Be privileged to receive a lecture from, you know, Brother Mohammed Selah, who's a, you know, Nubian brother from Aswan, you know, works as a guide in Aswan. And, you know, he's going to be sharing with us, you know, teaching us on the Nubian origins and the Nubian sameness as the comedic people. Right? Going to, going to uh, be dealing with that. And then we're also going to be privileged and honored to, to um, sit with a, you know, a Nuba elder, you know, to, you know, have him build with us on, you know, um, you know, new, Nubian history, uh, Nubian activism, etc. so on, right? So, um, you know, that's how you say we got that in there, right? And then that's on top of, you know, as we said, you know, you know, myself, Rob Mary, and, and the brother Asar Imhotep, you know, as featured tour leaders and, and, um, and lecturers. So, so this is not one to miss. You know, we, it's, it's, it's fully loaded, right? We're going to go to the Giza, right? The pyramids, uh, Khufu, Kap, uh, Efra, and Minkarura. Um, the step pyramids, you know, the, the Saqqara monument, step pyramid of uh, Djoser, right? Um, 
you know, visit the, the tombs in, in the, you know, in Saqqara. We're going to go to the library in Cairo, right? We got the, um, you know, the Temple of Luxor in Karnak, the Hatshepsut, Valley of the Kings, Valley of the Queens, right? We got the Luxor Museum. We got um, the Temple of Seti I in Abydos. We got the Temple of Heteru in, in uh, Dindera, right? We're going to the Temple of... Heru Pehudet in Edfu. We're going to the Temple of Heru Wah and Subek in Komombo, Sebek Museum, right? We got um, the Temple of Oset in the island of Philae in Aswan. We got the Nubian village. We got um, the, you know, the stone quarry where we can see where our ancestors got the materials to build those monuments and temples. We're going to Abu Simbol deep in Nubia to visit uh, the Temple of Raheru Kuti and the Temple of Heheru which are temples dedicated to Ramesu II and his queen, Hamad Nisutwarit, great warrior wife, uh, Queen Nefertari, right? Um, you know, we're going to visit their temples. And, you know, we, like I said, it's, it's a fully loaded tour. I didn't, in, you know, include everything in that short synopsis, but the, the itinerary is available on our website, um, you know, you visit our website, www.heninsu.com, www.heninsu, H-E-N-E-N-S-U.com, right, heninsu.com, and you can also check us out on Facebook, you can type in Cool Kim Kimmit Tour, right, on Facebook, K-H-U-K-H-E-M-K-E-M-E-T-T-O-U-R, right, Cool Kim Kimmit Tour, uh, type that in on Facebook, and, you know, you'll see our um you know you see the event page for more information right and it'll be good to you know if you want to go check it out we got a um we got a payment plan okay and uh whatnot so that you know you all can can uh take your time and pay and you don't have to try to pay it all at once unless you want to right you can also pay all at once but um if you if you want to pay gradually you can do that um we got a payment plan set in place and you know you have until um, July 28th and no later than August the 3rd, right, there's, you know, it's August the 3rd, let's say from you know, after the 28th and, you know, to August the 3rd is considered late, but, um, you know, August, um, the, July the 28th is, is when the final payment is due, and, um, you know, so it's good to lock your spot down, um, you know, go ahead on and reserve your seat so that we can go ahead and get the, you know, get the ball rolling, and, um, you know, trying to think what else. There was there was something else. Um, oh, we also have an incentive, right? A, an incentive tool organizer or referee plan um, deal, if you will, where for each person that you get to go beside yourself, each person that you bring beside yourself, we're we're willing to give you ten percent of their of their uh, registration fee. Okay, ten percent of their fee, right? Um, you know, for you to go and, you know, if, let's say, if you want to go for free, you have to get about 10 people to go. You get 10 people to go, you can go for free. You get five people to go, you, you know, half your trip is paid for. Um, you know, if you get more than 10 people to go, your trip is free, plus however many more you get to go, that, you know, that uh, 10% of each one will go in your pocket. Um, so, you know, that's that's something that we're also doing for the family. So, Okay, with that said, you know what I mean? Definitely, 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 you don't want to miss this tour. It's it's going to be one 
of a lifetime. You're going to understand the tradition in a way that you never, ever thought before. Right? And you're going to also understand, and it's going to be clear to you why, you know, Kemet calls to you and you, you feel so connected to it. Right? You're going to understand it. You're going to understand it. Right? So, um, definitely, definitely that's going on. Um, we also got getting ready to come up with myself and the good brother Ty here, RBG. As a matter of fact, the music that you hear at the top of every show, right, that is the brother Ty here, RBG, right, Pyramid Kid, Priest Over Beats, right, um, Ty here, RBG. You can find that music and more at tahir.bandcamp.com. That's T-A-H-I-R dot B-A-N-D-C-A-M-P dot com. Tahir.bandcamp.com, right? Get over there, support our brother, right? Support our brother. And, um, you know, we have a tour. You know, he and I have a tour that's getting ready to um, commence this spring, you know, centered around the divine feminine. And, you know, if if I'm not mistaken, the sister circle of Hineen Sue is also going to be involved in that. So let's just say Hineen Sue and Repat Nation, we have a tour getting ready to, uh, you know, getting ready to um, commence when we... You know, when we, um, you know, get ready to, uh, you know, pardon me, got a tour, getting ready to go on, you know, getting ready to, you know, happen that is centered around the divine African feminine principle, right? The African divine feminine principle. That's what the tour is centered around. And, you know, the the role of the African woman in um, African liberation, okay? So, um, you know, stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for that. Um, stay tuned for uh, my upcoming work. I say the the cover the cover art has been has been leaked on Facebook. You know I, I leaked it, but you know it's on Facebook, and you know the fam the fam got a chance to see um, that this book is real. I know I've been talking about it for a minute. <laughs> All right, this book is real, and it is getting ready to you know be released. So uh, stay tuned for that. We are now eight hundred plus pages. Right, eight hundred plus pages. This book is going to be right. Remember, book, and um, you know, as soon as it's released, you want to get your hands on it because it is going to lay out the comedic tradition in a way that you know you're going to be able to understand everything. You know, you know, as far as like the cosmologies, you're going to have an understanding of it. You're going to be able to practice the tradition um, today. The daily tradition, right? You're gonna be able to practice it, and you know, know what you're doing, the steps, and all of that good stuff. Um, you know, and much, much more is included in that. So, um, you know, you definitely want to stay tuned for that. We got the Black Biblos already available, right? By the good brother Rod Mary. You can check that out at the marketplace at Hinesu.com. Okay, um, and you know, that's that's a book that is a compilation of our. Cosmologies and stories and instructional texts, such as the book of uh, Patahotep, as we as we built on today, um, you know, as well as you know some other um, African stories, all compiled into one book, right? So that when folk that you know be hating on Kimmet, right? When folk be hating on Kimmet and they like, yo, well, where your book at? Yo, you can pull out the black biblical and say, pow, right? Because we done you know compiled a great deal. And this, of course, it's not all, right? You know, because you know the ancestors, like the information that from Kemet is almost as vast as this as this universe, <laughs> right? But in there's a great deal. It's a concentrating, potent portion of Black African power in the Black Biblical. So you definitely want to get your hands on that book, right? Um, 
got a few more left, so you know you can uh, get over to the marketplace at needs dot com and and cop that, right? Um, then we um, also, of course, we have design culture, right? Design culture, clothing and apparel, right? You can uh, that's from the good sister Simsalibet Ernakita, right? You can check out. Um, design culture, beautiful African apparel, beautiful African clothing. Check them out at designculture.com. That's D-E-Z-I-G-N-K-U-L-C-H-A, right? Designculture.com. Okay, get over there and support the fam, right? Check out Poofy Organics, P-O-O-F-Y Organics, right? Uh, O-R-G-A-N-I-C-S. Poofy Organics by Candice, okay? Poofy Organics by Candice on Facebook, okay? And, um, you know, support, support, um, good sister, that's Smyaz Ehet, right? Check, check her out, um, support her, get your organic, natural, hygienic products and whatnot from Poofy Organics by Candice. And, um, you know, we got a lot more stuff, right, on the way from the Hinesu Repat Nation family. So um, definitely, definitely family, you know, you want to stay tuned, keep keep in tune with us. Um, you can check us out on Facebook at, you know, at Hinesu, right? Just, um, you know, facebook.com slash Um And, you know, you can also send me a personal friend request, Ankbenu, A-A-N-K-H-B-E-N-U, right? A-A-N-K-H-B-E-N-U, right? Uh, type that in on Facebook. Um, on, I'm on Twitter, on Instagram, same, you know, on the same name. And um, if you want to contact us about anything, possibly the tour, the, um, you know, either one of the tours, the Kimmick tour, the the concert lecture tour, um, you know, or you want more information on Hineensu or Repat Nation, you can contact us at Hineensu at gmail.com. Okay, that's Hineensu at gmail.com. Right, so... Once again, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. I will. You know, I want you to know that your your attention, right, your attention, your energy, your presence, all of that is, you know, much appreciated. It's not taken for granted at all. And, um, you know, we wouldn't be able to take this show to the level that we take it to if you were not here. So, you know, want you, you know I want to thank you, right? You guys are thanking me, but I want to thank you, right? And, uh, you know, I will you all a blissful remainder of your day, right? And, uh, you know, I want to say out ib, right? Right? Ready in din, out ib, netim ib. Okay? That is, I, I want, or may you have a heart that, you know, swells with gladness, a blissful, pleasant heart. Okay? Joy. And, you know, we'll be back next time with more Cool Kim. So until next time, family, Sinepti, Hetapu, be well. <laughs>